Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 154, and today we are reviewing Air as well as Ennisman, Josh's most anticipated uh, movie of the year. <laughs> and so, almost was going to be the Ex Machina. Of the I, year. I was going to say it was <laughs> going to be. It was already up for Ex Machina award contention, but we've crossed off yep. the list, so it can't win now. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Mark Jenkins. <laughs> yep, sorry, Mark. Could have had that honor. That would have been, uh, yeah, definitely would have been his highest award, you know, <laughs> yeah, till, up till now. So, uh, what's new with you guys? Well, not a lot, but I do want to know what your guys' opinion. So you know the whole Bud Light controversy thing. Uh, I'm aware. <laughs> yes, I am on the internet. Yeah. Did you see there's a Miller Lite controversy now? Yeah, for the women thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah that res- but it was like a resurfaced video or something. Yeah. Yeah, from March <laughs> yeah. or something. But now they're mad about that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it March Women's Rights Month? Yeah, it was, something? yeah, Women's History Month or Women's something. Month, yeah. yeah. And they did a Women's History thing. And it was mostly, it seemed like a joke. I, wa- I showed it. I saw the. Yeah, the video. It I'm wasn't just like, that. what? <laughs> it's the, they're just. Well, I don't see this. One, I think it's ridiculous, obviously, like to be mad about any of this because well, who yeah. cares? Like, But the people that don't get easily offended get the most offended. <laughs> I know. The anti-cancel culture I cancels everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, just the snowflake, uh, you know, turn on its head. Like, yeah. They're at, so being actual about. snowflakes. I mean, I, one, I think it's funny in itself because they're so passionate about Bud Light which is like mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's so mediocre as a beer itself. I but would say it's less than, I mean, there's, there's we needed our 20 beers. I mean, yeah, that was we the was, only one. We all hated Bud Light. That was the only time I made a face. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's 20 <laughs> light beers I would drink before I would drink Bud Light. So like, it's a bad beer. What about Heineken? Do you like Heineken? Mm, I'm not a big Heineken or Stella fan. It's good. Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. I really yeah. like PBR. That PBR is good. <laughs> It's not a light beer, though. They have PBR easy. Yeah. And light. I, but PBR itself isn't. No. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So, it was just funny to me that that was, like, they're like, this is where I draw the line. It's not the beer shit. It's, can't have this <laughs> yeah, trans the, person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, immediately they went to buy Miller Lite, and now they're mad because it talked about women and, like, bikinis or something and just that 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 uh party is showing their colors <laughs> by the day that's the thing too it's like okay it was weird for bud light to even because like the people who would care concept, about yes. like this uh dustin dylan. whatever her name dylan whatever her name was like advertising they're not gonna win the people over who would care Right. Yeah. Because they're drinking better beer, probably on a whole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're obviously we're gonna piss off all the people who clearly don't are get so passionate easy. about <laughs> Bud Light and Miller Light, apparently. And yeah, it's just a it's a weird situation overall. Mm-hmm. And and it's they funny. did say that they lost like well they lost their stock went down and then they lost sales, but I think marketing wise, like it's like one of those things that's gonna blow over quickly and then. Well, the clearly, from now that it's Miller Lite, right? And then more. slowly they're going to forget about the whole Bud Light. Because the more people talk about a brand, the more like it's just like brand awareness. It's almost like your opinion on it doesn't matter as long as you're aware of it. It's yeah. like subconsciously. Any news no is, such, or if you're in the no news. No such thing news. as bad press. Yeah, exactly. Bad press. So that's what I think. Like this, when I'm, this blows over, like they'll <laughs> see, they'll, you know, they'll see returns from it. 
But yeah, I mean, even if it hurts their market here, I'm sure their market elsewhere won't. Here's how where they have less of those. Mm, <laughs> the, yeah. Here's these how type dumb, of people. dumb most of those people are in general anyway. So I obviously work at a bar and you've already heard say, about it. I would say Bud Light sales slowed for maybe one weekend and yeah. then they're right <laughs> back to where they were. Yeah, because <laughs> we're middle small town America, basically. So it's not really like that large of a scale is going to affect a lot of these people because they just going to drink what they want to drink yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but they a lot of people switch to Michelob Ultra, which is Anheuser-Busch, which Bud yeah, Light. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> company. Exactly. And Bushlight is also, also <laughs> the same company. And Budweiser, same company. So, and then they would go to like Coors Light. And Coors Light like had one of the first LGBTQ, um, like, Wait until that comes like, out. There's a whole poster that they said refreshingly proud because her. Yeah. They started like, they had a first, they had a woman's brewer back in like the 90s. Well, I one mean, of their first head brewers. The big thing too, it's mostly just this really big anti-trans thing where they think like all of a sudden everyone's trans which is still like half a percent of the population yeah, but maybe. you know that's all they're talking about how this trans 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 versus like gay now is like acceptable even on like both sides people are like yeah you know gay you like men cool like i mean but like had like rainbow cans and stuff yeah, and they pride had, things they had pride and, like, cans. tons of that but <laughs> draw a line at one trans woman fucking in a tiktok for one minute long yeah there was a great um comparison i don't know if you saw it on tiktok but it was uh the left-handed the left-handed comparison Trant comparing the two and it's like why do we see a huge jump in left-handed people after like the 1800s or something and it's like because before it was considered yeah, like you weren't allowed or something yeah. or some bullshit and like, yeah, like there was, there's no society where left-handed people make sense. Yeah. Nothing was made for left-handed people. And now it's like, well, no, people were always left-handed. It's just now it's accepted. So like, yeah. it's not like there's a huge spike where when they came out and it indoctrinated everybody into it. No, they've always been around. It's just yeah. accepted now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they're not, it's like autism. It's like, oh no, autism is increasing so much. It's like, no, we just are diagnosing it now. Yeah. And, and we, we don't know toss what it looks the like. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, like we it, keep them instead. Yeah, it's not like oh, pretenders not. You know, it's just yeah, it's so weird that it's. I mean, I think it's kind of great because maybe they'll try something different. But then it didn't happen. They just went to Coors Light and Miller Light, and they're like, oh yeah, I made a stance. And yeah, in all actuality, you made zero stance. I guess stances. it did bring down Bud Light's uh, one month, this at least this month, last month sale, 21% versus last year in America, but it, which affected like 1% <laughs> of their total sales. Yeah. For a month. For a month. And, It'll you know, go back up. Yeah. Because they're going to walk into a bar that only has Bud Light and they're like, um, I don't, what other, yeah, it's is there <laughs> other beer? Like, Unfortunately, like I said, it's probably, they're probably, if not going to sell more in the long term from this, but like the short term effects also cause that marketing exec to like lose her job. Yeah. Like get fired. Well, step we'll step down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But like, you know, like yeah. long term, it could be good, but they are so like every company is so knee jerk short sighted. Yeah. yeah knee jerk reaction. Shareholders are pissed. We got to get, we got to ax you. Got to fire you. Here's but, a, Ten million dollars, <laughs> and here's a here's a case well, of Bud Light yeah, too yeah. <laughs> for, for your, of of the specific. You're gonna struggle so. now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, you can't live in your fucking mansion anymore. <laughs> it yeah, it's Ooh, I baby. mean, <laughs> I feel so sorry for you. I mean, it shows like when we had our like 
light beer TikTok. Like the comments were like, oh, these guys must never drink beer because they think that's all the beer there yeah. is in the world. <laughs> they just drink beer with flavor. Sorry. Yeah, it's sorry. We avoid these ones like on purpose, like because they're bad. <laughs> I mean, when you all of these are like marketed as drinking as cold as physically possible because otherwise they taste yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's like Coors Light. Do not drink this unless the mountains are blue, please. Because like, it's yeah. terrible. We have colors. to make it visible like for you so you <laughs> yeah. can tell when to drink it. Now you can drink it because otherwise it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but when they are ice cold. Hey. I mean, it's, it's like water, right? It's, it's just, crisp as yeah, can be. Yeah. It's refreshing and water. Second or third one. Should be hitting. <laughs> it's malt water. It's the reason I drink Natty Lights in college, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, I'll fuck up a Natty Light. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So it's a long way of saying Jacob has nothing new. <laughs> yeah, new no. yeah, nothing yeah, what new. the fuck? <laughs> we just went on Jacob's a whole like, No, I don't this. have anything new, but. <laughs> I heard the Miller Lite story on the way <laughs> here. Okay. So I'm like, well, I got to talk about this on our beer of course, show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glad you brought it up. Um, no, not, not really. I, I've been meaning to actually bring that up. So that was a nice. Uh, tangent <laughs> um only thing new with me i finally made it back to the doctor i got my mri results i have a severely herniated disc oh l5 disc Ooh. so they uh, it? i don't know if that's the result of well uh, basically i'm gonna need back surgery yeah is that okay getting rid of the herniation is that yeah they fuse. yeah usually oh, okay. yeah then yeah I guess if you're going to have a herniated, that's one of the better ones because those ones don't bend that much anyway. So, mm. and they're bigger. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> At least it's on a neck one. Yeah, exactly. Like, or mm, somewhere yeah. up here. Yeah. It'd be a lot harder. And it's, I mean, I feel like I have no idea, not a surgeon, but I feel like when they're working with bigger bones, it's a lot Easier. less risky yeah. too. than like uh, trying and to drill and fuse into like tiny little cervical vertebrae or something but so yeah that will be within i don't know month or two six weeks recovery my whole summer's fucked but yeah <laughs> but definitely go to the best place that you can yeah i go. asked them about that well the other thing is like obviously it's workman's comp so i have to get all this shit approved yeah. like can am i allowed to find you know who i want and Isn't if their dumb? price changes like will it be will that like oh, affect your decision get the best because they won't cover yeah, yeah. it <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to find out about that, but yeah. uh, it's uh, it's in the works, so. Yeah, you don't mess around with back surgery. Get the best. Yeah. yeah. Don't go to Henry Ford. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good to know. Uh, but yeah, that's about well, it. Henry Ford Jackson, at least. Well, yeah, I don't know. Henry Ford Detroit's I heard Sparrow, I think, is one of the better spinal places in Michigan. Hmm. Or obviously, U of M. Yeah. 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 But U of M owns Sparrow now, so. Same, same shit. Yeah, same thing. All right, well, uh, we have two featured reviews, so we have two featured beers, and uh, Jacob, he is always on top of everything, so he knew that before coming, and he's like, oh, Kyle's only going to get one beer, so I should get the second beer like for us. doing a double feature, yeah. come on. So yeah, he, he planned this out way in advance. Uh, he did not forget that it wasn't his beer choice at all. <laughs> or, or put in the effort to <laughs> look to see if it yeah. was. <laughs> or just open you know Spotify app and... <laughs> Look back. <laughs> Zero That effort. did not happen. Yeah. We're just saying that hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah. yeah. So the first beer uh, Jacob grabbed for us, and this is going to pair with air, and that's also because the second beer is a darker beer, so we're saving that. Because it's a darker movie. Huge connection. 
Jacob's always on top yeah, of it. Yeah, you're on top of that too. Just okay. like you're on top of the beer picks. So, yep. Jacob, take it away. Um, for, well, I'm trying to find this fucking beer. Of course. He didn't have it brought up. Imagine I, that. I do. Wow, they don't even have a picture for this one. Jacob's it's first fucking beer. episode. That's only 31 check-ins of this beer. That is Brand new. That's why you can true. find it. There's no picture. All right. Well, this is Batch 15,000. It has an airplane on it. That's literally so Air Jordan. Air. Airplane. I mean, the Air Force Ones had, right? The wings. Uh, an aviation. Yeah, that's true. Logo. Anyway. Air Force Ones is Nike. Right. That. Oh, I, not Air Force One. The jo- Air Ones. Whatever. They had just had regular wings. Still had wings. And there's a crowd cheering because the crowd was. Cheering Michael Jordan was a Michael. crowd favorite. So there you go. All right. Well, anyway, and this is an American sour ale with a papaya and soursop. I don't know what soursop is, we'll get but our it. guys are going to be looking it up. <laughs> the production team will that. look it up. And uh, the description is, every year we celebrate another trip around the sun and mark the thousands of batches we brew with a big beer that pushes the boundaries of our beverage innovation. This year's stunt, batch 15,000, a big Bold American sour ale with papaya and soursop, which is Kyle. We on air? I'm on it. Oh, I thought you were. On I it. am on I it. I thought you both brought a your native phones of well, the warm <laughs> and tropical regions of America. Soursop is a fruit that goes by many names. Its scientific name is Anana Maricata, but also goes by Guanabana, Pawpaw, Sursac, or Graviola. Have not heard of any of that. <laughs> any of those names? Let's see if we can get some. Uh, it kind of looks like a dragon fruit on the inside. Like it's like white or sour. It says it's a similar aroma similar to pineapple. The flavor of the fruit has been described as a combination of strawberries and apple with sour citrus flavor notes, contrasting with the underlying thick, creamy texture reminiscent of a penis. <laughs> Banana. Well, it's coming at it 8. is sour. Point is it eight citrus? Eight percent. Eight point four percent. It is a shit. underlying thick, creamy texture. I don't know if you noticed there that you part, go. but wanted to make sure you saw the thick. So I was looking up this on Untapped, and all I did was type in shorts batch. So I don't know if you've seen all these, but <clears throat> there's batch one thousand nine hundred ninety nine, batch <laughs> five thousand, batch ten thousand. Oh, 000, so they literally batch do it. eight thousand, batch twelve thousand. Uh, batch 209, batch 15,000, which we have. Uh, that's about all I see here. But yeah, it looks I, like yeah. I don't this know must if the numbers are new. arbitrary I, or what. It is. I yeah, do this wanna, literally just came out. Yeah, I want to um, congratulate Jacob on picking a can that was fresh, not even April. a month old. There you go. April 20th, 420, it was packaged. Because I didn't go super And it kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was blind luck too, as, as he said. I went and this was the only beer that I haven't had. Yeah, there's this. I love this place. I go there, stop there all the time next to the climbing gym. Mm. It's just called like Ann Arbor Liquor or something. But they have a pretty nice selection. But I've, I mean, like the fact that I've had most of them, I'm just they're yeah. most of them are good though. Is that yeah. a detriment to them or is no? It just that's what they have good taste. Yeah. <laughs> like the most of what they have is good. The only ones I haven't had are like shorts, and that's because I just don't drink a lot of shorts beers. Yeah, this is your second in a row, though. I know. Look at us go. I know. Well, he that, says he I, hates shorts. Because I also got that from there, a, too. It's two this, in a row. That was also from <laughs> Ann Arbor. <laughs> Jacob but, never going out of his uh, way to 
find a beer for the show. Nope. Kyle sh- shops at World of yeah, ba- ba- Mega Bev, yeah. Horax. Stop at home. Has anybody had this? And Jabe goes <laughs> to the gas station next to the gym. <laughs> it's not a gas station. <laughs> it's a liquor store. Oh, well, go there on your way on his way home. Yep, that is 100%. All right, let's happened. get into this beer. Can we get in? Can <laughs> yeah, we anything sure. Else? I'm thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> it does smell banana E. Oh, yeah, huge banana notes. Is this going to be a really good? I mean, this last beer that they had was really good, though. Everything on the batch series is rated pretty highly, except for this one. This is coming at like a 3.6 or 3. It only has 30 votes, though, so. That's true. So we we could change the (laughs) skew quite a bit here. here. (laughs) We could. They don't like the sour sap. Mm. (laughs) Not sounding good. It's w- interesting. Okay. It smells kind of like it smells like a Berliner Weiss kind of like, like Brett Bready. Do we know what, like what strain they use to sour this by any chance? No. Jacob. <laughs> like Britannomyces. I have no idea. It doesn't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As hops. Well, they have mm. to. I like it. It is. It does drink crazy smooth for eight and a half percent. Yeah, it tastes super light for yeah. eight and a half. Hmm. Does not say what. They just give you the exact same fuck. You would think that with this batch like being this massive, they would give you some bigger description as nah. to what they did with it, but they did not at all. I, I mean, don't know. It's a little odd. Yeah. It's weird. And this is how like shorts they're like MO though. They do weird things that but you know, at least they're trying to I don't weird hate things. it by any means. Right. It has a weird, like bitter aftertaste that hits the back of the tongue that's like off. Like See, I, I love, I really like the first taste. I feel like there's no aftertaste. Really? It does not smell good either. No, it smells like feet. Yeah, every time I go to take a drink, I'm it like, smells like fermented cheese. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Britannomyces. That's why I'm gonna say I like this, but I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, overall, I'm. It's like positive, fair. but yeah. yeah, not like it's not great. I, I'm probably at a three two five on it. That's about right where I was thinking. Yeah, three, three, two, five. Not for us, but still good. I mean, it's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's just kind of gonna get you fucked up. Funky. I mean, crushability. Crushability. It's very crushable though. Super light, crispy. It doesn't (laughs) have a like refreshing. (laughs) It's not like super out. Like if I'm at shorts, I'm at shorts brewing, and they have this on tap. Actually, I think that might be what the taste is. It's like alcohol after. It's just like a bit boozy on the end. I don't really get boozy. Mm-mm. I'm also like slightly sick, not like not dying or anything, but I'm just like throat hurts a little bit, a little congested. Could it be affecting my taste for sure? It could be. That could not be sickness. That could be allergies, Kyle. Yeah. I don't have allergies. You don't think you have allergies? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, sore throat and have scr- you been to an runny nose. Did you no. do those pokes? <laughs> no. I did. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more it's affected me. Really, I got Maybe. less as I get. I mean, I'm 
I'm still not that bad, but I used to have every once in a while I'll have like every day. You'll have your throat tickle or scratch. Kind of get the bitterness now. Sorry, go off top. Oh no, get back on topic. I should say <laughs> the bitterness, kind of like an of like an unripe banana. That's what I'm talking about. There's like something off at the end. Tannic. Is that this? Gives it that astringency. Mm -hmm. It feels like you lick a banana peel. Yeah, it's not overly sweet, which is good. I mean, if it's sour. Yeah, dry Uh, out your tongue. Crushability four. Yeah. Uh, Three and a half, four. You wouldn't need much more than four. (laughs) If you had four of these, you'd be fucked up. (laughs) I've already had a couple beers, so I might be a little late. (laughs) <laughs> in the show Lele. you're gonna be at Capola Jacob mm. get some clips being bad's a lot of fun ain't it can't wait sure is alright well is that it for what's this piece of shit called batch 15,000 yeah you get a six pack of this yeah it came in a six yeah. pack oh baby we are in for a ride alright let's get into our featured review first featured review we're going to talk Air first. Air is directed by Ben Affleck. It is written by Alex Convery. Uh, it stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, and Chris Messina. Uh, plot synopsis reads, follows the history of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. They might need to uh, fix that, right, Josh? What? They might need to fix that plot synopsis. Yeah. They 100% need to change. Uh, all right. Debates, basketball debates aside, what did you think of Air? Well, I liked it. Kind of going off that. I did like the movie. Mm-hmm. But also, it was very, like, jerking off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot. Like, Let me gross, his like, balls. Like grossly, not even just Michael Jordan. Even I like say, Nike. I was gonna say Michael Jordan, Nike, Nike. or the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and the eighties. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific. <laughs> they were jerking it already. Yeah, like I did enjoy it. There's a lot of talent involved. It was enjoyable and fun to watch. Almost, I don't know. It felt almost Wolf of Wall Street esque, but not really like that. Felt more like um like Fincher. the Big Short, or not the Big Short, the uh, Big Short Social yeah, Network. Yep, mm, movies Fincher. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And so it was like a enjoyable watch, but man, it was just kind of gross sometimes. <laughs> like it was cringy, like how like uh, those things <laughs> were like, I, I'm like, did Nike like pay for this movie? That's what I'm wondering how much it almost felt like ad advertising at times. It did. Like it just, it like, was a lot. And there were some things that were said that you're like, this feels like it's straight off a billboard. Yeah. And then they just kept showing like this. Oh, yeah. It was really cheesy, even though, you know, like you have these good. It's people. not delivered cheesy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have these good people delivering it. But just the line itself is so cheesy. Shoe is just a shoe until someone steps in it. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been real. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Sure. No, there was one. But I was just yeah, thinking there were, of, I, I already either. forgot. But yeah, <laughs> there's just a lot of little things like that. I'm like, oh rolling my eyes i'm just like okay yeah yeah like cool but i get it it's like also it's those kind of movies you know it's just kind of that one type of movie i guess and but overall yeah it was i enjoyed it it was an interesting story still how they got like you never think of nike as being this small 
company in which they weren't even at that time. But no, I guess the basketball, you know, you don't th- you think Nike and I basketball. mean, they do a good they do. Well, maybe not a good job. They definitely hammer at home that like Nike is an established brand and yeah, like, like a, a really big company. company. But yeah. we're talking about specifically the basketball division where mm-hmm. like for a time they were on the chopping block. Yeah. Which it was like. Because it would be hard that. to empathize with Nike if they were just like they never said that or like you never knew that. It's yeah. like you're fucking Nike. <laughs> yeah, so, and like we think of them in basketball as just like yeah, Nike is definitely Nike and Adidas are definitely the most two biggest. I mean, ones all, oh, Nike is by, Nike is probably the biggest overall. Yeah, they they're by quite a lot, like quite a bit. Yeah, and they have like yeah. Under Armour and then that one Chinese brand, <laughs> but. I wore the wrong outfit today, though. Yeah, as Jacob's wearing all, I'm wearing all no, but my these leggings though. These I wore are, it. Look, these are Nike. Oh, I wore we the go. right ones. There I wore Jordan and Nike. Yeah, yeah, but specifically. But I'll be. I guess I'll be the converse of. I mean, I don't have anything. <laughs> I got Carhartt on, but sorry, no sportswear. Yeah, there was definitely there is some interesting camera work at parts too. Not like overall nothing. Stood out too much, but there was a couple of things I thought were interesting. I there was one part where it was kind of weird. It was like behind his head, and it focused on the back of the one guy's head, and then Matt Damon oh, kept yeah, going yeah, in and out of focus. I'm like, uh, it was an interesting shot. Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like an interesting shot. Not like it added much, but at least I uh, you no, don't I see agree. it a lot. Yeah, you don't see it a lot. It was that the was only one that like <laughs> uh, that was the same shot I was thinking of, like where it, it's like yeah it constantly changes the focus like as the conversation yeah goes. i would say that would arguably be the only interesting shot <laughs> the rest of it felt more I but mean, it was like it was good yeah i'm not well saying done. that it's it's a poorly shot film by any means yeah just like i'm just saying in terms stuff. of interesting yeah that's like fine. it was a technically yeah speaking i mean ben affleck hit knows the marks what he's he needed to do ben affleck this is what well, his fourth you know film? who was shot by Mm-mm. robert richardson that's Tarantino's oh, guy. I was gonna say, sounds like the f- Robert Rodriguez, which makes <laughs> you think Tarantino. Er, yeah. yeah. <coughs> and he it was it was oh. definitely funny, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't enjoyable. I enjoyed it, but it was just like a jerk off. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same kind of boat. I'm overall, I guess, positive of it. Nothing negative. Chris actually loved it, and I knew she would. And this is definitely a movie that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Will people will love it. Yeah. And, or it did make has, me kind of want to buy more Nike stuff. But number one dad movie of twenty twenty three. This is getting the dad award for sure. Um, but the older I get, and the more I guess more of a LeBron fan I become, <laughs> and less of a Michael Jordan fan. Just the way that this guy is just in this pedestal of like untouchable and no one else there's no one in sports that are as untouchable as michael jordan and it's he could do no wrong and in this movie and it's just so like every other film we've had like one night in miami who had actors portray legendary people and we can't have anyone play michael jordan still like why can't he have a face in this movie that was well, my I, by far my least favorite aspect. And they don't do it in I, I thought it was so funny how they, he's like walking back. In the well, they actively <laughs> avoid it and it just becomes like so obvious that they're avoiding it and it's like so just cringe. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, the one part where he's just like, he's like right there, his whole silhouette is right he's there. Just he's just like actively like looking away. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Which I'm like, is that, was that because, okay, 
I tried to take it as it wasn't the fact that they didn't want to show Michael. I thought it was just the fact that they didn't want this movie wasn't to focus on him specifically. It was on the story yeah, but of the still, show. Come on. Yeah. One Night in Miami is based on a f- a gathering of people. It is weird that they are like, okay, we can have actors for all the characters except him. Like, yeah. That was yeah. weird. I mean, Phil Knight is one of the richest dudes in the world and they have Ben Affleck's playing him and it's all about it's not it's about Nike who he is and like they could have been like oh Phil Knight's not involved we're focusing on Nike and Air as the brand so everyone else just doesn't matter but why can't we have somebody even a little tiny scene that has MJ in it and the rest but it's it was gross how they avoided I hated the end too where it's like the what is it hyperbole it's just like he is the greatest ever. And then like the thing, the I'm like, but this isn't like a fact though. Like, but they were stating right. it as facts. The and facts parts were interesting, but then it was like these things. Yeah. Like, those are opinions. It's just so gross to me now. It's just weird. Cause even the Matt Damon, like monologue of like, he wanted, the you're going to face a this. No, 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 no. That wow. was corny as hell too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like when he's just, when he gets this, the, the epiphany, epiphany that, MJ has to be the one. He's like, mm. they gave it to this 18-year-old rookie. He wanted it. The ultimate, most competitive person of all time. And you're like, okay, Tiger Woods. I mean, this dude is more accomplished than him. Michael Phelps. You think of these well, that more was accomplished, the thing I saw. competitive was people. Like, that, that was one of the lines. And Michael Jordan can't be that competitive. You're taking seasons off yeah, of the NBA. Yeah, you're retiring twice. And how does somebody that's ultra competitive quit twice? Well, that's why I didn't like. Like one, it was said he was the greatest ever. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. That's fine. Everyone, a lot of people think that. But it was also like, may, maybe go, maybe the most competitive athlete of all that's time. Like, what are you talking you about? Can, like, Ronaldo there's so Me- many compet- like that's Messi, like shitting Ronaldo. on every sport ever except basketball. And people that are doing it for LeBron, twenty years straight, never took a, a fucking break. Never retired twice. Like, how do you term com- competitiveness if somebody's retiring twice because they were over it? Yeah. Like, how does that com- com- competitive? This is a Michael Jordan uh, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> this and is I, a Michael I Jordan like, podcast. I love <laughs> basketball. And I lo- think I love Michael Jordan, but I just sure, thought yeah. this was like a lot. But, <laughs> like, but to me, he's the Beatles of the NBA now. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like. He was the guy that revolutionized a lot of things, but in his era, you watch athletes in his era. Larry Bird is not athletic. You like some of the best all-time legends from that era would wouldn't even wouldn't even make an NBA team this in in yeah, today's society. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like like the role stats, players. The stats have kind of shut down. <laughs> that's the why, argument. I mean, like that's why I hate a lot whenever people talk about like. Like, I mean, Worthy and, like, all these older players. I'm like, they would be terrible today. They wouldn't like, even make a team. Like, we could have played with them back then. Like, if you look back at, like, the original players, like, they could not dribble barely. Like, not like we, any one of there's, us there's could There's high today. school players that could That's now the NBA. Not easily. in the 90s, probably, but. I mean, that happens with every sport, even games, right? But I would argue like, that college athletics, college basketball in today's society was better than the basketball in the 90s in the NBA. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's like 20 years, 30 years later, like that's happen. how things work. I mean, I don't know why it's so like easy to understand in like games. If you like if, go with Overwatch, if we were playing Overwatch in the first season, we would be Overwatch League players, right? Yeah. We'd be so far ahead of everyone. But now 
at the bronze players are as good as like the gold plat players were when it started. Yeah, that's called it's competition. Just like <laughs> you evolve, you learn new techniques, things advance. Yes, maybe a lot those legendary players could have like played today, but it's just a different. You a can't lot compare them, them to people now because <laughs> they couldn't things guard advance anybody. And get Larry Bird can't guard anybody. He can't. He's not going to stop any uh, any semi decent NBA player. Larry Bird would. He would hold hang forty on Larry Bird. Yeah. Anyway, off the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so none of that was about the movie. <laughs> these are those well, those cringy parts. Well, these are thoughts that were going through yeah. my head while watching the movie. Actually, they were so. a little gross. Yeah, I mean the like you said when you say it as definitively as like this is the greatest or whatever, then sure that's apt to criticism. But the stuff where it's like you know watching the film and stuff, I wasn't like that bothered by that and. I was okay uh, with that too, if I'm honest. Yeah. It was just like the statements, like that. Like, well, I don't even know what the term <laughs> for those statements like uh, are right now. Yeah. But yeah, just saying like definitive statements like that, it's just, eh, yeah. come uh, on. Like that's <laughs> when it feels like, Ugh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nike. There's, there's an obvious love for him, and that comes from an older generation, which makes sense. You know, they watched him play in his heyday and stuff like that. So whatever. But well, anyway, Josh, were you done with your general thoughts? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Overall, I liked it. I I would say I really liked it. Um, There, I definitely get the corny and cheesy elements written things that you were saying. And um, I would say it's pretty well shot and like all technically very well done. Uh, the soundtrack was like actually one of my less least favorite oh, things. It was very choppy and they used like songs. And they like were all seconds didn't apart. Fit. It felt like more like it was supposed to yeah, be funny. They, than it felt like they just wanted to get in like all the bangers of the eighties and like there's not really any deep cuts or anything. It's like we have to make this so nostalgic. Did you get the same beer? Yeah. Okay. I was just double checking before because I got a spring IPO. James fucked up already. And I didn't want you hey, to be pouring that I noticed that it right away. <laughs> I noticed it right away. I offered him the other one. He said, no, I want to keep this okay. one. So. No, I'm not saying anything. Um, I was just making sure Kyle wasn't mixing beers. No. And uh, performances, I liked. Uh, I, I did like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Jason Bateman quite a bit. Um, Who's your favorite? Of, of them? The, of Not the three. Oh, favorite performance? My favorite oh, performance. Chris Tucker was yeah, yours? Chris yeah, Chris Tucker. I knew it. I think I he like did him, awesome. He's, I feel like he just is like, he just plays like Chris Tucker now. And I don't know if like that is actually him in real life, but like Chris Tucker is the same in every movie. Like Rush Hour, Chris Tucker, <laughs> uh, Jackie Brown, Chris Tucker, Air, Chris I Tucker. I think like, that is probably just how he is in real life. That's what I'm saying is like, but so I think he, yeah, he is yeah. the same. He's like always on like. But it feels very so I mean, Chris natural. Rock, I but mean, because of that, it feels like natural, though. There's just the way he does it. I feel like. I mean, Jason yeah, Bateman's yeah. the exact same. I feel like Jason Bateman has some range when he yeah. wants to, but he I mean, is. He has range, but he, he is does, always in. He was yes. always, always Jason Bateman. Yes. I was going to say, no, I know he's what you're Ozark, saying. right? Like well, he literally yeah. is always Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> But I know not literally. <laughs> not, hey, when Leonardo DiCaprio gets in a role, he is no longer Leo. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> don't call I, me by that slave name. My name is so and so. I would say my favorite performance in the movie was probably it probably was Jason Bateman, but I mean all of them are 
you know, serviceable and, and good to a degree. But yeah, it came down to like the story being so hyper fixated on this one deal and just like the ra- the range that it covers doesn't feel like a lot. And yeah. I, I, who knows if that's like budgetary or whatever. But I mean, I like the I like the fact that they narrowed in on this one deal. Um, and but it was it, it a just big deal. Yeah. And it was a big deal. It just doesn't feel like something I would like return to ever because of the scope of it. And it's like, okay, I've learned everything about this. I'm good now. Yeah, like, like I don't oh, need that was the, how it happened. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know how, like how crazy that is though. His first contract was 250 K. LeBron's was 90 million. Yeah. Think about how big that grew. <laughs> well, and I mean, again, in like the percentage too is like a thing that's common now. Like, yeah, revenue that, sharing. Yeah. Oh, that I was mean, the thing I was going to say, say about not showing like his big. face is uh, I wonder if that was the only like rebuttal that I just came to. This wasn't like looking this up, but like when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, I wonder if they did that. So they went out specifically, to pay Michael Jordan. Well, no, specifically to uh, to like say that athletes back then were more like faceless, amorphous oh, oh, no. things. And now That's it's it. like we pay, it changed everything. We pay them based ben on... Ben Affleck, not uh, Alex Garland. Well, you know, I'm always thinking like there's no <laughs> hidden fucking. <laughs> you're pulling that not, one out. Yeah, there. I mean, you're giving if him too he much. Says that's that pretty now, good. Come it on, is good. Give me some credit. You're giving. I'm saying you're <laughs> yeah, giving too much, much credit. credit. If <laughs> Affleck says that now, though, I'll be like, he just heard our podcast. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> listened. He's a fan. We already know he is. Exactly. Everyone uh, listener. It's like uh, Falk and the Air Jordan. He's like, I said that. <laughs> that was that, yeah, that was yeah, Pete. That was <laughs> Pete said that. Um, motherfucker. That was Christmasina. Christmasina, right? that was, was actually, actually. Was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because I lied. I liked he him a lot. He is just always like so B tier, and like everything that you see, you know, it's kind of nice to see him rise rise above that. Yeah, and him, their phone calls were pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I did like that. I like sure. the word play with them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. when he Christmasina's like um, temper, <laughs> he would just you fucking motherfucker. He's like yeah. spitting <laughs> mad and. Matt Damon's just laughing at him the whole time. Yeah. Overall, like I said, okay, really liked it. Um, a lot of technical stuff I liked. I would say it's come down to like more of the writing for me. It feels like stuff is just kind of shoehorned in. Like the gambling thing, I thought was like, okay, we have to have this it, scene. So that way, what was the point of that though? Well, it, that's it was what I'm just to show he's good. To say, at, he knows the game no, so well, so they could say <laughs> we have to say that this guy takes risks. Yeah, he's oh. a risk taker. <laughs> and they, they're 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 basically saying like. He kept saying, "You have to make a gamble. Sometimes yeah. you have to Sometimes gamble." gamble. To and like the the Buddhist stuff with like with um, yeah, Phil Knight. Knight. It's like I know that he was like that. Like that makes sense. But like it just felt so shoehorned in. Like honestly, yeah. I'm saying that <laughs> character in general felt like it just felt very campy. I guess. Oh, like over the top compared to like the rest. Even though there was a lot yeah. of over the topness with. Well, that. he. I mean, I yeah, don't I know him speak, at all. Exactly. So, well, yeah. he was like that. I mean, like he was very like. Zen and like had like, you know, all the stuff with like the company, which I also hated them like showing just like random parts that kind of felt like not as impactful. Like they didn't really like connect the dots perfectly with what was going on in the movie. They just had these company <laughs> sayings yeah. pop up randomly. It's and like, if you think okay. of running shoes now, would you ever think Nike though? I would not. That would be like the last yeah, thing I, I would wear think of. a lot of. of Nike running shoes. That would be like the last thing I would think of. Well, Brooks, Asics, or more. Yeah. But they're <laughs> only dedicated to running. And they're running in what? The Cortezes or those? Oh. Well, no, before that. I mean, <laughs> the Nike, whole story of Nike um, is actually pretty like incredible. Like racing and like spikes, though, they're they're pretty prevalent. Yeah. Nike Pegasus? Yeah. But you wouldn't think that as their like, main thing now. 
No, I'd uh, say basketball. No, I would say basketball. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've, they've skateboarding. And they're pretty ath- big. Diverted Athleisure a lot too. Wear. <laughs> yeah, Track just like suits. training and yeah, exactly. Sports in general. I mean, but I mean, when you're training, what are you wearing? Running shoes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they said at one point. They was like, when you go to the grocery store, what are you wearing? Running yeah, shoes. yeah. It is running shoes. He's and like, how did you, how like, did you yeah, come up? To, how did you come to this? Pretty much true. <laughs> how did you come to this decision? I went for a run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only best fact, like at the end, we're, we're digressing over, but is uh, <laughs> when it said that Nike. Yeah, pretty much done. This movie Nike, was like there Nike too. bought Converse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I love that. That's such a slam dunk. Right, like, oh my God, Jacob! No pun intended. Oh, did, you, did, did you like it? This, did you write this movie or what? Movie. <laughs> did, are you the writer? Are you, there are like you a what? ghostwriter? It's showing him like fifty-four. <laughs> they're like fifty-four percent of the market share at that point, and now Nike. Nike them. was seventeen yeah, percent at the time. Yeah. Then they got bought by Nike later. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty big fuck you. Converse. I mean, other than the shoes that were popular then. Are like the only things that yeah, matter. <laughs> they Converse. bought they bought Converse the same year that they signed LeBron James. Also, two thousand three. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. Pretty uh, pretty huge year <laughs> for them. Yeah, what they get from Converse though the All Stars, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean Chuck Taylor's. I feel like they came actually. I feel like it was. You know what's funny is it was after Nike bought them that I feel like Converse got more popular. So they, I feel like they've done a good job of keeping the, them relevant. I mean, I like. Converse who was wearing whole, Converse, yeah. you know, before like uh, Dwayne Wade? Okay, but that was oh yeah, after. Wait, that I was had after. those. In you were talking about in games? But, yeah, but that yeah. was after oh. Nike had bought them. Okay, I had well, those shoes. That was 2010. The ones with the hardwood in it. <laughs> no, that was Trace McGrady. No, he had the triangle shoes. The tri- they were all triangles because yeah, triangles like the diamond. strongest shape. <laughs> Pyramid is the strongest. Yeah, it's a triangle. Well, oh, it's, it's a three D triangle, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> it's a triangle in the third dimension. <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the All Star then Converse All Star Twos. How many triangles is that in dog ears? <laughs> yeah. How many dog triangles is that? You figure it out. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Um. Yeah. The Converse All Star Twos with the Nike inserts. The most comfy. Oh, fucking you could change them. No, no, no. Remember that you bought them because I told you how good they were. They had the Nike soles. Yeah, I mean, I love the, the D-Way shoes. Apparently, I don't remember them no, at I'm all. No, I'm saying the know? fucking Chuck Taylor 2s. Oh, yeah. Those were the most comfortable, like one of the most comfortable shoes in general, yeah. though. And they're, they're discontinued. So, though. I know. They discontinued as soon as we bought them. I wore the shit out of those shoes, me, though. I know. Me too. <laughs> Shouldn't have. They would have been huge. Could have sold them for... <laughs> Yeah, they I, were I was too like, comfortable. I, I wore I was them like, man, these shoes everything. are awesome. Let me order another pair. And they literally just continued three months <laughs> me after too. I bought them. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> that sucks. They look just the same. Why weren't they popular? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anything else to say on air? I feel like there's not a lot Go ahead to get and watch into. It. But it's going to be a good time. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I was say, this movie. The spoiler is yeah. they, they do <laughs> sign Michael Jordan you, if you didn't you know. Can't, yeah, you can't spoil a movie that's about history. Yeah. And that is one thing too. That's like wait the English they, lost? they play it up like it's like uh <laughs> they play it up like this their end goal like are they gonna do it or are they not? But it's like everybody knows they did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's waiting we're two weeks aware. for the call. Like as uh, we're sitting yeah. in our Jordan Jordan Brandon clothes, yeah, no one's like on Jordan the edge of their seat on. biting their nails. Like are they gonna get Michael Jordan? Yeah, we know they did. Do you think they get him? Yeah, which is you know part of that. Part of what could have made it more interesting was like how they got him. They do get into that, but there's. I, f- I feel like, yeah, they, there's some left to be desired here, for sure. Yeah. 
Same. Especially when comparing it to movies like The Big Short and Social Network, stuff like that. There's Or like any of those. Trying to play in that zone, but yeah, you know, Zodiac, more comedic, a little um, bit lighter. What was The Post? I haven't seen The Post. Any of those movies that like... Any of these movies that kind of recreate or retell a story that's yeah. already happened. Like there's... 15 20 it is like better. way lighter than yeah those. it doesn't like tonally yeah. it's like like just like tonally it's not like it's definitely not a fincher movie you know it's what was the movie with all like the the pre the preachers that spotlight spotlight that's another one okay also very dark <laughs> like, yeah, well, not it's like about that. child abuse <laughs> well still that's yeah. what i was saying like wolf on shoes. wall street for me because it was like about a serious thing, it really happened, and it was kind. Of, but it's like funny yeah, to yeah, watch, yeah. and it has a lot of big stars in it. Yeah, yeah but but way less interesting. M- yeah, good. that movie's like. <laughs> yeah, but that's way better. <laughs> yeah, that's a different, yeah. complete discussion. Again, it has, yeah, that spans like, so much time. This yeah. is like it's literally hyper. And it was on a bit. Of, it was months. a lot crazier of a story. Let's yeah. be honest. Like he was a fucking crazy drug addict. Like. Yeah, this was self made doing very illegal things. This was I mean, that's the problem too with like these self-contained ugh. things. It's like you don't get to see like for one example, like he says like everybody they make this huge deal out of like you never go to the family like behind the agent's back or whatever. But like if you're not aware of that uh context or like if you're not aware of that environment, it's like you would be like, what's the big deal? Yeah, and I then it's like honestly, you never get I didn't to see get that what the big deal. Was. Yeah, you never get to see that because it's it's so hyper focused on but this they, one thing. You don't get to see multiple deals I, where here's the fallouts of going to the family behind the back because it like, just works it's for this him. One, yeah, yeah, it's this one example. So well, it's just things like that that they try to they try to flesh out through you know dialogue and exposition. But it's like, well, I'm I'm not in the shoe. You know, I'm not. I'm not an executive at Nike. I don't know how this works. So I, I, that's kind of lost on me. It doesn't seem like a big deal, and they're trying to force it through well, dialogue yeah. and exposition. And they also like threw it in that he was gonna do that, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he was told, "Gotta go through the mom." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, when is he gonna talk to the mom?" And then it happened. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay. Anything else on air? <laughs> No. Well, then let's rate it out of five stars. What are you guys going to give air? I'm going to give it a 3.5. I'm giving it a three. I am a 3.5 as well. I might even say heavy 3.5. All right, let's move on to our next featured review, which also comes with our next featured beer. This was the beer that I got because it was actually my choice for this episode, Jacob. And uh, this is called Wrath of the Nunchucks, previously known as Wrath of the Nunchies. Nunchies, yeah. I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. This has quite a description on it. I can't <laughs> wait for you to read that. Uh, okay, well, there's a shorter one on the tap, so I'll have to read both. Oh, wait, this is but just uh, like the story of the brewery, I think. You pull me. Yeah, there we go. Well, we can read both. All right, Wrath of the Nunchucks is a beer from Lasting Brass Brewing Company. It is an imperial stout, clocking in at 10% ABV. And we'll read the untapped description first. An imperial milk stout brewed with milk sugar, Jacob's favorite, peanut butter, and marshmallow. I mean, with stouts, it's good. Inspired by a peanut butter and fluff sandwich. Huge. Oh, my God. Have you ever had one of those? No. Me neither. (laughs) I have. I have. Good? No. 
What? <laughs> it's well, fucking marshmallow with peanut butter. What? Yeah. Why would that? Wonder I, bread? Don't, I don't even like marshmallows that much. Yeah, but marshmallow fluff. Dude. So good. It's yeah, even worse. It's so good. It's even worse. No. Uh, or like the marshmallow like syrup that you can get at like uh, ice cream places. Oh, it's so good. That's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> or it's l- just marshmallows vanilla. and cereal. But you love <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> Lucky just give me, yeah, marshmallows and cereal. Give me a PB and J. Raining marshmallows. It's way better that. than a peanut butter and fluff. Yeah, raining marshmallow, Jacob. Come on. Yeah, because it's just vanilla. It was best beer twenty twenty one for us. You gotta yeah. give marshmallows a break. I mean, I like marshmallows in my cereal. Okay, so this has marshmallow <laughs> and milk sugar. Jacob is going to hate it. If he likes it, then he's a hypocrite. I'm just trying to say that now before yeah. you crack that can. That if you like I, it, you're a hypocrite. I said I, I don't like peanut pass. butter and marshmallow <laughs> fluff pass sandwiches. three stars or you're a hypocrite. Yeah. You're foiled. Well, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to double down. One. <laughs> yeah, you have to give it a fucking one star. If it's anywhere. Maybe like half. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, on to okay. So it's from Lasting Brass Brewing Company. This is a Nano Brewery out of Oakville, Connecticut. I was wondering because it says brewed and or canned by yeah twelve percent yeah. So Nano Brewery, so super small, small. Nano's like Nano is like a is Nano is basically what bad was. We first started going there. Like, what's the uh, what uh, what would be the like when you have to you have to break a certain percentage of barrels? Yep. I think it's nano and then micro and then brewery and then macro. Then macro. What about regional? I think there's only nano, micro, macro. Macro is going to be anything over. Macro brewery is like, I mean, founders, bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So any of those. But but Dark I'm saying from point. nano to micro to regular brewery. Yeah, I think it. I think a nano is like 500 barrels or less. Per what? Per year. Year. Yeah. Like Agma. You can look pushing, it up when I read Agma's, this. Agma is pushing nano. Okay. Pushing. They're, they're, pushing they're to like go over. Mic, nano to micro. I would assume <laughs> the other pretty. Much and then micro is pretty big because Grand River is micro still. Oh okay. I mean. I thought macro was only like after it's like you five really thousand get bought or out, something. But <laughs> no, I think it's like five thousand. Because I thought or Bell's was even considered a microbrewery. Oh wait, does it go from micro to macro, or do you go from micro to just brewery to macro? macro no, it's micro macro. Ma- oh, yeah. I think there's only three. Nano, nano micro, micro, macro. macro, macro. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You can find that out if you want. While I'm reading this because it's gonna take a minute. Lasting. Brass, Wrath of the Nunchucks. Um, okay, a lifelong native of the city of Waterbury, Waterbury, Connecticut, Ed Silva, the owner slash brewer, has been brewing and immersing himself in the craft beer community for nearly 20 years. Dreaming of one day opening his own brewery, Ed dedicated himself to the craft of brewing, tapping into centuries of history and tradition where people gathered to enjoy beers crafted by local artisans. Lasting Brass is creating a community of beer lovers. We are committed to continual evolution of experimentation, always improving to create a taste and experience to remember. Come visit us in the come visit us in the old pin shop building in the Oakville section of Watertown, Connecticut. That definitely so sounds like something don't even you say really to like their, a local person, like, yeah. "Hey, go meet us by the brewery." Yeah, it sounds like they don't even have like their own standalone, <laughs> you know, place. So. It's, Probably small version. Like meet us by the clock tower. and. But I bought this in Horrocks. You know, they're they're getting their name out there. Our uh, our 
our research team just got back to me about what the difference is. Thanks, research team. Shout um, out, as always. Shout out, shout out our out. research team. Um, according to over, overproof.com, there is three different kinds, or four different kinds, one of which is it. just a brewery. Look at I that. fucking knew it. <laughs> so Kyle was on it. So a brewery is just a regular brewery, or macrobrewery is a brewery that manufactures more than 15,000 barrels per year. Oh, so shorts. Patch a micro, yeah, microbrewery. No, shorts is putting up more than fifteen thousand. Microbrewery. The term microbrewery typically conjures up in images of local businesses, one that is not owned by a conglomerate that manufactures its beer. Technically speaking, a microbrewery is a facility that manufactures less than fifteen thousand barrels of beer in a year and sells at least seventy-five percent of it off-site. The typical microbrewery will have a portfolio that includes range of beers, country, and quality. Blah blah blah. That's why I thought Bells was still considered it for a, until they got bought out. But no, they weren't. A nano brewery, as it suggests, or the name suggests, Lasting is even breath. smaller than a micro brewery. The regulations can vary uh, depending on location. But as an example, New Hampshire law defines it as less than two thousand barrels annually. Ooh, which is I think Grand River when we were we were putting out like a thousand barrels. And we, were, we weren't considered craft. So I think Michigan might be a little different. But then a craft brewery, a craft brewery makes under 2 million gallons of beer a year. See, I would think like a nano doesn't really distribute much, whereas like a micro still distributes, but it's more like local areas or like beer shops that pull stuff from a long ways away. And then like macro, you can get that everywhere. Mm. Yeah, macro, according to this other site, says 6 million barrels of beer. So Bush, Heineken, Molson Coors, and Carlsberg. But that uh, Founders is definitely, Bell's is definitely macro breweries now, right? <laughs> you can get Bell's in fucking Europe. Denmark. I mean, Founders. But it's not about probably where you can get it, too. right? It's yeah. about percentage off-site and barrels produced. Yeah. So. So then Founders and Bell's still <laughs> micro breweries. Uh, well, I don't know. Depends on how much they, you know, you have to look that up from them. Anything over 15,000 barrels is considered macro, so they're <laughs> they're way over that. Yeah. They're probably making 15,000 barrels many barrel aged. alone. Yeah. There you go. I was going to say Founders <laughs> has that many aging right now in that giant train station. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, they're definitely macro. Yeah. What's, what was the question? <laughs> I'm with you. How macro? How macro? I guess. <laughs> the most macro. How about that? Are we into this beer? Are we drinking this beer yet or what? Uh, sure. We can crack it if you want. Chug a lug. Yep. Turn I'm going to finish off my other one. Oh my oh, God. Really? It's pouring like motor oil. I love it. It smells like motor oil. Look at it pour out. <laughs> Why is it so thick? Oh. It's a thick butter, baby. Yeah. I'm surprised dark. they put these this into a a can by get, or a pint, but I also forgot that the beer I just did last week was fourteen percent. There's the pint, not even so. a like a head on this. It'll come. Look. It's like half a a third oh, of a it finger. Smells delicious. So these guys are oh. actually doing pretty fucking Oh yeah. I feel Sorry, like the a little fact, late. Oh yeah, you're gonna come. I'm gonna come. The fact that these guys are doing that. It's pretty impressive, honestly. That you. So if you saw, I bought. I actually bought a four pack of this, but I brought three. 
You know the last one I gotta <laughs> oh, save. Trav, of course. <laughs> gotta go to dad. Pour one out for dad. Faux dad. Gotta save it. I love you, dad. It smells absolutely incredible. We gotta I, wait for Kyle. I feel like, like I feel like we have to wait. Right now, it's maybe pushing half a star. We'll see. Just based on smell alone. <laughs> based on smell alone, it smells too much like lactose and uh, I smell marshmallows. A lot of marshmallows and lactose. And baby poop. <laughs> and no, trust me, this does not smell like baby poop. Are you going to bring a bag of baby poop next time? I will bring back a diaper of baby poop and you can smell it. I have smelled baby poop. It's worst. And it's also like yellow. Uh, at first, it's black. Yeah, that's the blood. <laughs> it comes out as a tar. And then it turns like green. Yeah, and then it because turns like they're yellow. Yeah, because they're. And their digestive systems don't work yet. Green means it's going way too fast. Yellow means it's slowing down, but it's still too fast. And then once you get that nice brown color, that's when it's going at the right speed. If it's black and tarry, you got blood in there. We're well, talking about poop without me? We're talking yeah. about poop. We're talking about baby poop. We're me. talking about poop. You know how we be. You know how we boo. How do. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Back. You said peanut butter? This peanut butter and marshmallow. This is so much peanut butter. Yeah. Surprisingly thin. You what? Think so? You're getting thin? Yeah. I do not get thin at Considering? all. Considering? What are you talking about? I kind of think it's like it like coats my entire tongue. <laughs> but it's like a good balance. Like I I I know what you're saying, but like it's not Did it say what? Was it just an imperial just it's a it's Standard? a ten percent. I know. Least. I didn't know if it was a Russian imperial or no. Nope, just uh, well, an oh. imperial uh, double milk. Okay, it's milk this stuff, is so. definitely fairly viscous for me. Uh, it's also very toasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a lot of toastiness to it. These are like if it's marshmallow. They, this is roasted over the fire first. Burnt. I do feel like you're getting like burnt sugar. No, I'm getting. Like, I can see the burnt sugar, like yeah. creme brulee. Yeah, like uh, caramelization. I'm getting like smokiness. I don't know about smoky. You're not getting smoke. Are mm. we drinking the same beer? I'm definitely getting roasty. Like my my I would nuts. Say roasty and smoky are way different. My nuts are roasted. Um, I'm over, definitely getting smoke. Burned marshmallow. I'm getting not like smoke not like burn. the amount of peanut butter that's in like. Um, like what that was one that? that you brought I had in? had a great one? notion no, one that, that was, was super peanut buttery. Uh, Travis? Travis brought the Holy Mountain. The Holy Mountain one. It's not as I good as remember. that. Well, not as good as that, but... I don't get a lot of marshmallow, honestly. I get peanut butter, I get roasty smokiness, and definitely milky. I'm just going to like take a few more sips and then let it warm. It'll warm up a little bit. It's not too cold yet, though. No. I think putting in the, putting in the freezer is the right move, because I had it in my fridge, then I had to drive... To my All dad's new place and then to the airport. So it's been like in my car for like five or six hours. I'm definitely going to be feeling this one afterwards. I can I'm feeling that. the first two already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm definitely going to be pretty good. I can't wait to hear Jacob talk about this movie <laughs> with a <the> buzz. <laughs> yeah, to say Ennis. Honestly, I don't know how. Let's say, but <laughs> it is really good though. It's growing on me. Hypocrite. 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 Half star. If I had no taste. You're a five-star <laughs> hypocrite. That's what you are. Right. It's not... I am i don't know if I'm... 
I'm going to let it warm up a bit. I don't know if I'm like above even the last beer we had right now, but I would hope you're really? not above. You think you're this is better than the batch 15 batch? The Oh, batch 15? no, I yeah. thought you were talking about the last stout we had. Oh, no. no. I thought no. you were saying it's better than that five. <laughs> no, that was, that, that, that was one that of the best beers I've had <laughs> ever. Which Jacob never rated. <laughs> Did I not? Nope. I'm going to check that in today. We're just going to shame Jacob all episode. Yeah. Shame. What did I do, guys? Episode 154. What did I do? Is actually just the <laughs> shame yeah. Jacob. I brought extra beers today for you guys. Because <laughs> you knew. Fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this still. I would say I it's a like it, really solid stout. Yeah. I'm not like in love right now, but no. I'm a very solid stout. No, I mean, just I had extremely low expectations, so. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Wait. I just got the marshmallow. Yeah? I didn't. Oh, yeah. It's toasted marshmallows on a campfire. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have a peanut buttery taste to it. And and you don't want straight That's like the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying there's like stouts that I've had where it's like, literally straight up peanut butter i don't, you don't like always that, want that though. yeah <laughs> yeah you want to balance so i feel like because most of them taste like for what it's going for peanut like peanut butter not like peanut butter like that one style we had i'm like this is peanut butter mm-hmm. amazing that was the holy mountain one and it this was, was like amazing. not jiff this is like the fucking <clears throat> whole foods expensive <clears throat> peanut butter I'm trying to think of the great notion one that i had was um i just got accepted into their timber club literally today and i signed up for it in Seattle last time we were there, <laughs> which was a fucking year ago. Mm. Great Notion has like a timber uh, crew. No, you have to. Oh, yeah, but you. Wait, are you talking about the thing, the app where like you we have to buy yeah. a certain amount of stuff to get like promoted? Uh, I just get Great Notion. You're in. So you're Welcome to like the, the timber crew. Yeah, you're going to be at like the bottom forever because you don't buy anything from them. I'll just have Travis start using my login. Yeah, but he has his own, so he's not going to use yours. He can alternate. <laughs> yeah, okay. All he has to do is buy well, one. Well, you got to buy it then. Yeah, I'll send him money. He can buy <laughs> one can for me every okay. other time he goes there or something. Peanut Brother is obviously the name. And they actually have a a marshmallow Peanut Brother skew of that, which is rated higher. So, uh, and K- Peanut Brother, I gave a four and a half. So, I liked that one quite a bit. But that was like straight get up. Get real. Oops, sorry. Straight up <laughs> peanut butter, but also get real. Um. Yeah, this is like is like a little bit more subtle on that, a little bit more roasty, which I like. I like a roasted flavorness to it, to especially to a stout. Yeah, I think that the lactose. No, the start <laughs> of the the drink and the middle of the drink is really good. The finish is lackluster. This one also kind of has a weird smell to it too, don't you think? Is that me or is my like? Uh, it no, I think like it's. I wouldn't I say would it's expect. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that Kyle's it smells it smells that it has like no, marshmallow I was spot or on like for the batch that that batch beer smelled like feet. Yes, one hundred percent from but, mon, from Munda cheese. Yeah, this does have a it has a peanut butter note, but it also has like kind of a like vanilla or. Mm. But that's not bad. I'm saying no. as it as it's warming up, the peanut butter is much less. Pronounced. And the head is dark as can be. The head is almost non-existent. Yeah. Give it a quick little swirl and see if you can get some. That was 
Think I'm gonna Don't like smack <laughs> it. Mmm, you bad cop. Take up smack, my bitch. Fuck up. you. Yeah, like agitate the beer and see if you get anything. Barely anything. The, nope. the head on this is pretty sad. Yeah, it's sad. Like uh, KB, KBS, KBS also has this like dark caramel head. Yeah, but it but stays the whole beer. More. <laughs> yeah. This is like the yeast was dead. Crushability on this ago. is like extremely low. One. <laughs> yeah, pretty low for sure. I mean, what's a good, what's what's your max crushability for a stout? Come on. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> two, two and like, a half. You're starting pretty low, so. <laughs> what would be a, the most crushable stout? Mackinac Probably like a Guinness. Oh, oh, I'm thinking Imperial. That's a stout. Is it? Yeah. It is a stout, isn't it? I mean, it's got to be. I was thinking <laughs> Porter for. I'm think, I thought you were talking Imperial stout, like. I well, mean, I've would, had yeah, that would change. I've had plenty of there is stouts, no just imperial stout that's fucking crushable, crushable. highly crushable. <laughs> There's I think none. Cr- uh, uh, CBS and KBS. Oh, those are no, those are imperial. Okay, that's more yeah. that's more so like though, like it just tastes so good, you just want to finish it. You're not thinking about like the back to back factor. The can I, you know, I that's mean, what I'm saying. Two, if you're like downing those, you're yeah, do- yeah, okay. Yeah, you're downing those, you're doing it wrong though, like. Yeah, electron brown. That's a, it's out, but that's so another that's brown. that I could. Yeah, that's I a brown. Yeah, because I was gonna. It's like an imperial brown. Yeah, imperial yeah. brown. Yeah, I was gonna throw we in. We haven't had a brown in forever. I on the show. I'm about to Holy order a shit. keg at work for of a brown. Yeah, we need to fucking. Brown. I was gonna throw in porter. Hazel's, we need to get Hazel's nuts make a brown is an imperial oh, brown. That's, oh, Hazel's nuts is so good. <laughs> so good. Talk about a banger. I was just saying, Founders Porter is like a nice, like yeah. It's thin, good taste. I can slam those. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, Bell's Double Cream Stout. That's pretty good. Or their Expedition Stout, also you can slam. But those are just regular stouts. Imperial Stouts, they cap out about two, two and a half crushability. Well, I'm gonna rate this say one point <laughs> five crushability for me. I think we're saying you're untapped rating. I was like, damn, Kyle hates this fucking beer. No, I think it's good. I said it's super solid uh, stout. For untapped, I'd probably go I'm sitting at a four. four. Yeah. Yep. It's about where I'm at. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hold off, though. I'm going to let it warm up. Me too. I, I'm going to hold That's off. That's also what I'm doing. I'm literally sitting on it right now. I'm saying just right waiting. now. Yeah. <laughs> let's, co- let's review uh, it. Right now, and come back it to is it. not a four for me. Like, it can go up if it warms up for me. Jacob, you were the highest on it. No, I'm saying I'm at like three, five right now. Mm. It's over a three. Hypocrite. You're still a hypocrite. Still a hypocrite. <laughs> so your judgment is invalid. Invalid. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it for uh what is this called again? Nunchucks. Man of, man of Wrath nunchucks. of Nunchucks. Oh, nunchucks. nunchucks. Sorry. I combined men, I combined the movie. Nunchies. Wrath uh, of men the of Men of the Nunchucks is what we're talking about. Ennis Ennis Nunchucks. Ennis men chucks. All right, let's move on to our next featured review, which is Ennis Men. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Ennis Men is written and directed by Mark Jenkin. It stars Mary Woodvine, Edward Rowe, Flo Crow, and John Woodvine. Plus synopsis reads, set in 1973 on an uninhabited island off the Cornish coast, a wildlife volunteer's daily observations of a rare flower turn into a metaphysical journey that forces her, as well as the viewer, to question what is real and what is a nightmare. What did you think of Ennis Men? I, I think it. I didn't love this movie. and No shit, dude. <laughs> 
Like it, it, I will say it looked great, but other than that, it felt not much like a film to me. It felt like I've used this, uh, before where it looks like when you walk into those art museums and you see like they have that film playing with like weird images and stuff and you, it doesn't really matter what's going on, but it looks great because you're in an art museum. So you don't have to necessarily understand it and you can pull from what you want. That's what this felt like, except, you know, an hour and a half. And I don't really know what, where it was going. I don't really know what was happening, but it looked good, great. And that's about all I got from it. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. So here's my my devil's advocate fight back is yeah. You better tread fucking carefully over there, guy. Was that not exactly what it was going for? Yeah, maybe, but it doesn't necessarily make it like and it super enjoyable experience. I saw like one person compared this to like the lighthouse, which I think is a horrible. I think it's a pretty strong no. comparison. The I think lighthouse, lighthouse. I mean, had, lighthouse is number one when you go down to yeah. Like, I think movies also like this number one lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. I think lighthouse is hundred percent. I mean, I you, don't. I think where it ends is they both are islands, and that isolation is there, and it 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 looks great. <laughs> But other than that, I do feel like there's a very easy things to pull because you have that one difference, right? Two people, right? And there's a lot of dialogue in the lighthouse. So I think it's very easy to pull a lot, like even just the most basic things from the lighthouse, even without thinking about the Greek mythology and like going to deeper like thoughts about that. I think it forces you to think maybe there's more. Whereas this, it's more just the experience itself. Yeah, I mean, I do agree. I do agree that it is not a direct comparison, but I do think that you can get a lot of comparisons between the two. Obviously, this dude yeah. had to have some type of inspiration from the lighthouse to create I'm, this. Movie. I will. I'm just gonna say right <laughs> now, I side with you. I think there's a good amount of comparison. Not like the lighthouse has more narrative things going for it yeah, because I mean, it needs we to have be Robert Eggers and but it needs Mark to, Jenkins, yeah there's like, like there's there is an accessibility like need to that movie because it was studio produced wide released like there needs to be more to that like Ennisman is like so low budget and experimental yeah. like it could never get away with that if it was right. Lighthouse right no this didn't get a well it did get a very small theatric release Lighthouse. Yeah. But it's not an A24 movie that's yeah, like everybody's exactly. going to see. But it kind of feels like an A24 movie. No, <laughs> sure, it feels like I mean, yeah. A24 and Neon fine. are kind of that's fine. Yeah. in the same breath even. Like the studios themselves are in the same kind of light right now. But I I do, I was much, I was pretty hyped for this movie. I mean, I've been, it's on my watch list for I at was, least six to eight months now. It was up now. for Ex Machina. Most yeah, hyped of the year. Exactly. So I will say <laughs> I was pretty hyped for it too. Just I'm like, this looks right up my alley. Yeah, based off the trailers, I will say I was hyped too. Yeah. It was yeah, it's right up my wheelhouse, indie horror, indie folk horror, to be more specific. Um I it's obviously not what I want it to be, but it also I do really appreciate it for what it was. I do too. And it was an 
It was a it's deterioration very, of a woman's mind that's living in complete isolation. Yeah, they say experimental. It definitely was experimental. I mean, some of the shots were insanely awesome. I One that stands out to me was when she's like, some weird thing happens. Yeah, and then she's like. So dope. Yeah, yeah. that looked awesome. I would very much use the term horror very, very lightly. Yeah, that's where to I was a point where to. I, I even wanted. Because even the lighthouse, which also got classified in horror, fantasy too. Yeah, yeah it at you, least you can't you can't scrunch your nose at it because you put it on your top ten horror list and we did not. So you got no, hypocrite. No, I'm hypocrite. saying hypocrite times two. No, I'm saying call it a the lighthouse is three <laughs> because of like how it ends, like and like the sound. I always say when it, like he's looking at it, and it's that sound like yeah, the him screaming. That gives me like this weird, like uncomfortable feeling. That I don't get with horror really anymore. You didn't get uncomfortable with her fucking leeching on her stomach. No liking. That wasn't that leeching. In terms of like body liking. horror, we just finished '80s Cronenberg. Come on, that's shit. That's, oh, I know. That's light work. But I still was like, kind of nah. turned my nose up at it a little. No, bit. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get like any. Weird. Never at like most like any point of this was that I feel like a lot of dread or like. Yeah, which horror. is unfortunate because I feel like yeah. that's what it was going for. Me too. And like if it would have done that, that would have been much better. Yeah. But I got nothing. It was more just like I'm enjoying the images that are flowing across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was very effective what he was going for. Is that necessarily what all of us wanted? No, but. Yeah, we're not saying he thought it was a horror I movie mean, I heard so. that his other movie, Bait, is a lot better. It's more of a um, straightforward. This was more dreamlike, which either you're on board or you're not. I feel like this is another movie that's kind of in the same vein. I mean, you um, don't even know the time sequence, really, for most of it. I know she has her journal that you keep seeing, but other than that, you really don't know if it's progressing or like if it's a flashback. Or well, yeah, May 1st is kind of when well, her supply bill was supposed to come. Thing, and then there's another part that brings all time into question really yeah so there's a lot of <laughs> this is definitely a reddit thread movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you could dive into for sure and there's a hundred different i i dove to it a little bit this wasn't mo- this wasn't one of the movies that kind of moved the needle for me in terms of like like a movie that i think our friends over at Cine- cinema or cinephile die chest is gonna do in Sator. I think they're they're reviewing. Mm. Yeah, Sator and the Witch mm-hmm. next. Sator is one of those movies that I definitely dove into a little bit heavier, and that was a movie that interested me and piqued my interest. And after you get in those Reddit threads, you kind of see where you thought during the movie, kind of get explained or kind of on board of where you you were justified and how you thought. This movie was it just felt more. Like it didn't matter what you thought it was about necessarily. It was a dream sequence and the director was like, hey, you can get whatever you want out of it. I'm sure there's some secretive meaning or meaning of what he was going for when he created this. But I also think he's diving into more of the openness about what you could interpret from this movie versus what he actually wanted to mean and the obscurity of it and the enigma I guess of this movie is kind of its spark and whether you're on board with that or not is is in the the eye of the beholder but 
Um, okay, that is interesting. He was the cinematographer too. So he like, was the producer and uh, I would, and the, I uh, would really like he did to the s- composer too. He was a music. Too. I would really like to see what he would do with somebody else directing. Honestly. Well, I, no, I just think I don't think the direction <laughs> was an issue. No, I, at all. It, I w- it felt like what he wanted to do. I'm just saying, like the visuals were so interesting at parts that I would like to see what he would do if he had like an Eggers or something helming it and. I don't. I. I don't know. I. I think. But usually, those guys want to do their own stuff. Yeah. Also, I, I think there needs know. to be more in our. He just age. needs like a bigger budget. I feel. Like. Yeah. In Maybe. our age of cinema, I think that we need more directors like this that are willing to be a writer, director, cinematographer, and composer. Kind of like that's a lot. To like in terms of talking about Seder, like the dude that directed Seder did like twelve of the fourteen, fifteen main roles that are involved in a movie like he did all of it and i think it is a lot but it's also like you can when yeah. you're watching this movie you can see what he was yeah going for but like also it was a very tight-knit kind of dreamlike sequence but i think like what makes mm-hmm. a great director is being able to direct people okay right? but you're also so you take people who are better than you but you're are. faulting this guy off of i'm not seen faulting one movie him. of his no, no, so like I'm not maybe he has him. other i movies. did like this i'm just saying like if you have his direction but you have like the cinematographer like of a uh, van hoytema or like <laughs> fuck that's what the, i'm saying the best like, one <laughs> the like, best of all time that's yeah. what i'm saying okay Ro- if you had roger deacons yeah this. if you have the deakmeister <laughs> i'm just saying though like He's controlling everything, but like maybe if he steps back and like directs people who are better in well, these specific areas. I mean, Nolan was yeah. that when he first started. This is, I think, this is the guy's second movie. Yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't I, had a but. This is his first right. movie that got wide release. But that's what I'm saying. Anything. I think he has a lot of talent. I just, if he had bigger budget, I wouldn't want him to do everything. I would want him to get people who are better at that. Crap. Well, that's what you aspire to like, be, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, Nolan did all of it, and then he, in his next movie, he got fucking uh, Wally Fister. And it was yeah. I don't think you're disagreeing. I think you're saying that like we need more people that have the eye to yes, be able to, to like direct those things. Give him the money. Like to a guy that starts people. off like this is like a great starting point for this director. He like knows exactly what he wants because he's done every role. He does everything. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, when he gets bigger projects, he can be the director and more delegate better, which is what Jacob is saying. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think you're like disagreeing no. at any point. Not no, at no. All. I think Jake. I think I'm more. I think he's in the natural progression. I think Jacob's yeah. trying to fast forward it a little bit. No, I'm saying it would have been better, probably. This movie would have been obviously. Yeah, but this like, movie would have been better if he the, had. <laughs> that's not the cards he was played. Yeah. If he, had, if he had Alex Garland as a writer and he had fucking, yeah. you know. Uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema as a cinematographer, of course, it can, or and Hans Zimmer as his composer. Yeah, but, you know, but he had tw- probably fucking but fifty grand. There are him. a lot of people directors who wouldn't be better even with all those people. Like the movie could be better, but like I'm saying, this the guy, guy has talent. Clearly has talent, and mm-hmm. I would love to see what he does with that talent. I just don't think him like this. First try, like no, this is his second. Wor- or his second. His try. first movie is supposed to be is critically much better. Yeah, I'm just saying he's not like there with this movie. <laughs> yeah, which isn't always a. He's had a sophomore positive. Slump, maybe. Well, it's not always a positive because like his first movie might have had less move, might have had less money, 
it's a more straightforward story and narrative, but like this is the ground that he wants to like this is the area he wants to venture in, experimental mm-hmm. and like more philosophical and like even sci-fi to a, an extent. Like if that's where he wants to go, that requires more budget to really, you know, yeah. expound upon. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that I liked it, did not love it at all. There's a lot of problems that I have with it, but it is... Uh, if you watch it in like chunks, it would be like very interesting. I mean, not that I did or like that it's required, but for how short it is, it drags on. And like, there's, I found myself like being drawn back in, in bursts. Yes. Oh, this is like very interesting. And then I'm like, okay, I'm totally out of it now. Yeah. Oh my God. This is, I'm into it. It didn't connect. (laughs) Yeah. And like a flow that felt great. It was just like a bunch of beautiful things that felt (laughs) completely not non-connected yeah and then it's like there's parts that it's like oh like this would be so cool if like it all came together with this point or whatever and it doesn't and there was never it doesn't feel like there's much of a point to josh's point it's yeah yeah, it's totally one of those movies like a reddit thread movie where i bet all of this could be explained i'm not going to get it on my first watch and that's why i'm like my rating is going to be totally arbitrary because I'm I'm don't get it all. I know that you can't get it on my first watch and it, I might not get it on my 10th watch and that's fine. Like that's where it would start to go down for me is if I watched this over and over again and read about it and it still didn't make sense. And, right. you know, some of it is ex- uh, that that um, just viewing experience of like what Josh was saying. And uh, this totally reminded me of Skinamarink to I was thinking 100 percent the same. This like some people fucking love Skinamarink and it's only because of like Me. their nostalgia and their viewing experience. It's yep. like how well does it click with you? 100% you're going to love it. You know, 10% you're, you're going to hate it. And that's just where that movie divide. That's where the movie divides. And that's fine. There's tons of movies like that. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of one of those movies where, you know, something like Drop it, uh, dropping the rock down that hole like multiple times. Yeah, it can give like like I can see where that like gives somebody like so much dread and anxiety, and I kind of felt that a little bit. But you know, it's not like a horror. It's not like a very horrific thing for me to to witness. But you know, when it comes to the end and how that connects and stuff, and it's just things like that, where it it somebody is somebody out there and multiple people out there are gonna love this movie for those things. And other people are going to be like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching her, you know, record same day and same observation but over and over again? That's where I, but I also feel like those people are wrong. Like, I do feel like this is a movie that is like not as simple as like, just like, oh, it's a rock dropping down. Like I do. Exactly. Yeah. Like it gives off that feeling of more which isn't easy to ultimately do. this has i mean it has multiple characters there's a scene I'm, we'll get to it in spoilers but there's a scene that connects different characters to her and there's there's a lot of things like that where yeah. yeah you can you can it's obviously meant to be something bigger and you might not get it on your first time but um yeah i would i would like to revisit it and i would also watching it 
even though it was a drag, definitely in the first half. The second half picks up a bit, and um, there's scenes and shots that I love, just like the symmetrical nature of the arch, the rock, everything being like so like in the middle and like hyper focused, um, and how it looked too, like it pulled off that aesthetic very well of the seventies. Oh, it wasn't like it was wasn't insane. like Skin and Marink where it replayed the loop of the grain fucking every ten seconds. I and wanted this to was, blow my brain. Was out. filmed on a Bolex <laughs> thirty-five millimeter. Yeah, it, like all of that stuff. I love was the, way better for me. Yeah, the rawness of this photo, like the like the zoom was like would stagger. Yeah. Towards sometimes yeah. you're like yeah. the, the person's like man he's like manually like oh don't zoom too fast so oh shit yeah. zooming too fast. I like, literally have like nothing bad to say about how it looked or how the people in it were acted honestly even like the kids and like everything that was in it like I thought that all worked and didn't feel cheesy at all yeah there's some deeper stuff like yeah that guy don't have anything to say about that mm-hmm. I just didn't get it i literally don't get it but it's a threat through <laughs> and uh, this is also one of those movies where i feel like you could 100 percent get it and be like yeah this means this this means this but also give it like a three or a three and a half because it's just not it, it's not the movie that's gonna like blow you away with every like everything is not gonna be perfect it's not a perfect movie like yeah there is more to get from it for sure but there's uh <laughs> there's a limit to that and i feel like that's i feel like we're all pr- pretty much on the same page but mm-hmm. i i do have to ask before we go on after general thoughts jacob this she's a volunteer but you could call her a scientist and just writing the date the temperature and observation I mean, how did you feel about the scientific method in this movie? I mean, I'm not a botanist. Science rules. <laughs> so, I honestly can't even say like what they're looking for in botanists. They're just like kind of, I don't know what, honestly, I have no idea what, if that's enough for them. Sure. I don't think it probably is enough, but I literally know nothing about botany, so. I, and it was nineteen. I took one class about 1973. it. Nineteen seventy-three. It seemed, you know, if just I mean, sometimes you just watch every day and it is boring. If you are going into spoilers, though, I thought that was a cool reveal where you only see one page, and then it's revealed that she's actually been there for like two months or more. Yeah, I did. I did like that. I mean, it, if you think Darwin himself, you know, like <laughs> he kind of stayed. In like one area and he was like watching and that's where he came with the whole theory of evolution, which is like that theory we use today, right? For all of life and its progression, which oh, is... Oh yeah, he came all right. <laughs> I'm going to come. <laughs> so, I mean, sure, it seemed fine to me, science-wise. Science, scientifically, it passes. I had nothing <laughs> negative about it. It rules. Science rules. If she's just observing, it's not like she's trying to prove anything. She's just seeing how this thing goes. Just observing, like yeah. Prometheus. Until she saw the lichens. Yeah. They're just like, observing, right. Jacob. It is, is it lichen or is it something else? I actually don't know how it's pronounced. L-I-C-H-E-N. I thought it was lichen, like the werewolf. I thought it was lichen. I think it's lichen also. I don't know, though. But C-H in that, I'm pretty sure it is. You know, a lot C-H-E-N. of times those are... Uh, 
commensalism, they're, they're lichen, lichen, lichen. They work well together. They add the protection to trees and then they, so I looked it up actually while I was watching it because I was trying to find like anything I can grab onto. I was like, what does this mean? And they said that lichen is generally connected to like a change in air quality. So I was like, oh, at first I thought I was like, oh, it's a, uh, it's like an environmentalist movie. Whereas like these things are changing, air quality is changing, and then these things start popping up. And then as I went on, I thought less and less that. But so in American <laughs> English, we pronounce it lichen. In British, it would be leechin. Oh. Well, or leechin. Very cool. America, lichen. I would say lichen, but I was thinking leechin. I've always leechen. heard lichen. Anyway, it's a fungus that lives on trees. Yes, and or apparently humans. flowers <laughs> and humans don't live on humans. Unless That's you're it for in my the Last of Us. General <laughs> thoughts. Okay, let's move on to spoilers for Endesman. If you have not seen Endesman, spoilers. Fast forward it. Yeah, spoilers. Okay. I mean, I feel like the movie really ramps up after the second half. Yeah. There are things when she that can sees connect. The and so there's a there's. I was reading into the Reddit, like I said, a little bit. And there's obviously numbers, number of seven. Yep. Seven's a huge number. Yep. Seven of the ball people that are like the nurses that deliver babies. Seven minors. Kids, seven yeah. flowers. Yep. I think the flowers represent all seven. Obviously, something happened in the mind. Is this mind. like biblical? No, I, I, I was reading that something well, had to like do with... The, there's like the inscriptions that they like zoom in on. And so that's like has to do with the mines and... That also like led to my environmentalist thing, where it's like a, the mine, the mining was. I was like, seeing a lot of environmental, yeah, mo- things about the, this. The movie. mining is That's bad. That's what I got of it too. It's like an environmental thing, the, like the air quality changing, so the lichen grow, and then the nurses thing, like, or the what are they nurses? They're called like ball, b a l, ball. Yeah, the the female ball the, nurses. They like deliver babies. I think. Okay, so those like Midwives. I had no idea about, and. Yeah, I was kind of confused after that. Nurse practitioner is an apneat ball. Okay. So, yeah, uh, like that was like where my head was going initially. But there's, uh, yeah, there's obviously some connection to, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that just aren't, you know, symbolic or Well, in America too. Like, so we have, we when we watched, um, obviously with all folk horror, but when we watched November, I think it was with the, the like creatures that were made out of. Mm-hmm. inanimate objects this is cornish so how much of this is like uh, cornish lost in translation yeah. that's what i knew because like i saw the name of the guy like vladimir something i was like oh this is i'm gonna be and ennis men means like <laughs> stone island yeah, yeah well the stone obviously right and i did love that real, how yeah. it kept like I, just the and then when it, just the imagery it, of it. It reminded me. Changing. Uh, it reminded me when they when she did the scene that Jacob was talking about, where she was like vibrating. Yeah. It reminded me of the um the obelisk scene from two thousand one. I was like gonna the say the two thousand one. Yeah. Yeah. The huge. Like this is a it me. It's a <laughs> and then that's when she starts point. changing. Is when yeah. Mm-hmm. when yeah, she sees good, that. That's apt for sure. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a lot of huge moments in this that kind of get um, bogged down by the the non <laughs> yeah. big parts of it. I mean, one thing 
is her. So the girl that we keep seeing, the teen or whatever, is her. Yep. We find that's out. revealed by like her crashing through the glass. She gets the same exact cut. So we know that that's her. And then, you know, you don't know that until later. So rewatching that, you might learn more from that because there's things that you could connect when you realize, oh, this is actually her instead of, well, yeah. Like my first thought was like, oh, this is her daughter, something that she yep. lost or that she's away from. I, that's what I thought so initially, initially. Yeah. So I I went through like a tr- train of things with mm-hmm. that. I went, oh, we, we were thinking that this woman was completely isolated the whole time. Mm-hmm. And oh, she actually not. had a daughter with her. Yeah. So then we find out and then we're like, oh, wait, is this daughter real or is this just a memory of her past daughter? Mm-hmm. And then we get to the point where we actually find out it's her. So that was kind of cool to be able to, to kind of be in like that limbo of mystery. And we need, then we do get a, a eventual answer to who it is. And then, you know, the guy comes on May 1st who we find out that she either had an affair with or was married to at some point. But they definitely had fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she was all. definitely horny for the guy. <laughs> And then the whole Govnik boat sequence of... I'm going to come. Did she... So was she part of a... Was she the reason that the Govnik crashed originally? And that's why there's shipwreck? Because... We see, see keep seeing these playbacks. Like, yeah, I don't I have get, no I idea. Don't yeah. exactly. so, so, I literally have So no this answer. is what I got out of it. She was on the island originally and there was some horrific crash that happened we see the the raincoat floating we see a body floating with a raincoat on it that she eventually cleans off Mm -hmm. and then we also see later in a flashback of guys pulling a dead body on the boat and we see that it's the guy that she was visited by on may 1st from that was supposed to bring the supply drop same character so what I think is she was there. This guy was saying May Day, which also May 1st is May Day. So that might be that. a play. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a, in a lot of cultures, I it's mean, like it's a restart May. of the, it's like a, the, the spring. So it's like a it's restarting of a lot of things. And it's gonna be May. Yeah. It's like a, um, <laughs> restart for a lot of people like mayday is a it's a bigger and different cultures than it is here so they i was reading that the thing of them saying mayday 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 was him crashing but also a play on it being may 1st and kind of like a restart there definitely is a tie-in to like some of the radio talk that Mm -hmm. um i didn't fully Put together, my God, or I like did not notes. catch that. But yeah. there is there is one line in particular. Oh, I fucking I can't well. If you notice, either. his boat says Govanik, mm-hmm. and then she finds the sign, puts it above the fireplace, and it says oven. And the yes. daughter, yeah, aka her, says oven. Yeah. So like, there had ah. to be something with the Govanik. I think that she might have been a reason why the boat originally crashed. She was not where she needed to be when the person was asking for help and then it crashed and then she feels right. responsible mm-hmm. for... Yeah, it could be like a guilt thing. Why it crashed. Sure. 
My God, this does I did feel not like, catch any. This does feel like, like a trauma, like one of those. It's a trauma piece for sure. Yeah, like one of those trauma horror movies where everything is or related just back did, to trauma. We're going back she, in her brain and we're yeah, seeing exactly. how it deteriorated to I mean, where it is now. Liter- yeah. Okay, now it's literally, I can see comparisons <laughs> to Lighthouse, right? Yeah. Because one of, <laughs> that's why I was like, yeah, one of the theories is like, Jacob oh, Jacob watched this after he watched Inside. His brain was fried already. It's okay. <laughs> it's like none of that was real. Real and you know Thomas and Tommy are the same, oh, the same person. person. Exactly. Thomas is remembering the mistakes he made and the stress he had in the past as Tommy Ephraim. And he's he's reconciling with his yeah. past. Okay. Through. Like I get. Okay. Think for one but fucking I did not second. Get that at all when I was watching this on a first watch. I'm just saying. Sure. But no, did not catch any of that. It's, it's more, much more of a stretch, I think, than though. Lighthouse I would say was. that like Lighthouse, I didn't catch. You know, like I got the. I like, was very. If you remember, I was very low on Lighthouse. I was. Yeah, you gave it yeah. a three and a half, didn't you? Like a three, I think. Really? If, yeah, yeah, and then I was. Whoop. I got I got the Greek mythology part, but I didn't get. And then obviously, like the gaslighting part, but I didn't get the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, if, too, like yeah. this movie is the same. I think if you want to dive in to see what what this movie is all about, the problem is it's just harder to. This is going to be a harder rewatch, definitely, because it's so less interesting and like yeah. to one person. There's like no dialogue, and you have and no, you don't have the you know Panson no, and Defoe, <laughs> yeah, like, nobody with you don't very have little and score Defoe. if any at like oh I mean, there was the there was score. Some, Awesome. And as very a, little though. Minimal. And as as really good as this looked, it did not look as good as Lighthouse. No, no way at all. Like I said, I think they replicated the. You put this movie well. in black and white; it looks just as good. Mm. No way. No shot. I think so. No. Oh, like I said, it mimics. Do you really? I think, I think it, it mimics great. the era very well. You think well. it looks as good as Lighthouse? I think it looks great. I think oh. the colors stand out great in this. I think the coloration or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think the colors were awesome. important in this. The reds Especially were vibrant reds. Yeah. The other ground was very yeah, muted. Yeah, I think color was gray. important in this. I don't think black and white would add to it. I think with the flowers and stuff, especially, like stuff would have been harder to pick out in this one, especially than Lighthouse. Well, in, this movie was going for color versus... Exactly. Like, it's so just I'm not saying, as visually interesting as Lighthouse. Uh, you me. said, like, black and white, this would be... No, it still I think it would like, still look great. Right. I think this would look worse in black and white, though. I think there's... You can't just... In terms of how it looks... If you take off the filter, you, the no film grain, and it was the same aspect ratio, and then you just put a black and white over it... It would not look Lighthouse as good as Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not at all. I think the grain and like everything, the color, all of that adds, adds to it. Right. So it's it's intentional, obviously, but it it works for this movie. Whereas Lighthouse was going for something different. It yeah, it was a square aspect, one to one aspect ratio, but it was black and white. But like hyper, you know, super crisp, clear. This was not going for that. I think both work in their realms. I'm just saying, like, you couldn't slap a black and white over this and be like, oh, yeah, it looks just as good as Lighthouse. It doesn't. Yeah, it does not. <laughs> no way. I think it looked really good. It it looked great. I'm in terms of how it looks aesthetically. It doesn't look as good amazing. as Lighthouse, In terms though. of what it's going for, yeah. it does look really good. I would, have I would agree with that. Rewatch Lighthouse. I'm, okay, you so, like, my comparison... Okay, so, like, let's take, 4K, opposite, yeah. let's take ends of the spectrum. Lighthouse being, like, high end of the spectrum. Skinnamarink being the low end. This is, like, right in the middle where... Skinner Inc. is going for an aesthetic. 
looks still like dog shit. Doesn't sorry, I'm, I know you love this movie, Loved but it. hey, it looks like dog shit. Doesn't achieve anything. Like Lighthouse is obviously going for something. Looks incredible. It does all of these forever. things. <laughs> this is definitely going for a similar aesthetic where it's like seventies, grainy, whatever, blah blah blah. Like X. it, it achieves that look, but like doesn't achieve the highs. Doesn't have the same lows. I feel like that's like the the three films I would put this in is like Skinner at the bottom. This is in the middle. Lighthouse is at the top. For myself, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say X has a similar like. Uh yeah yeah but X similarly but like this is like much more. Um, into a da, 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 like they are very purposefully trying to yeah. make it look like seventies. Whereas there's like the the grain, the aspect ratio, everything is. I feel very like reminiscent yeah. Whereas of that I era. feel like the lighthouse, it looks like the lighthouse, and it will yeah. always look good, no matter. You could watch this. Lighthouse a hundred years from now or a hundred years in the past, it will still look amazing. You don't mm-hmm. think this one said you can say the same thing? No. Why? I, no, I do think it looks great though. But why? I'm just saying it's but not why? as like timeless. What it was filmed in a nineteen seventies camera. I feel like he went for a specific look, whereas the lighthouse is just like So this movie's look. look is fifty years old. Yeah. I think the more interesting test would be to show this in 30 years and say, was this filmed in 2023 or was this filmed in the seventies? Yeah. Because I do agree. I don't think you could tell, like, I think this is somewhat timeless. Like if you show it, but it's also so intentional in it's like, it's trying to date it, which is why it's also dated already because it's trying to date it. You're thinking 30 years you, you can be like, uh, that might be from the seventies. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like where some movies from the seventies, like something like Alien, where it's like you could pass it off as like a modern movie today. Well, that's basically eighties. Okay, but the point is <laughs> that the point is that like is the movie trying to pass it off as just like the best of its time, or is it trying to date itself? Ennis Men is trying to date itself, so in a sense. It can't be timeless because it's trying to date itself. It's trying to put a specific, which is what I think Jacob it. is saying. Yeah. Whereas, like, what I, th- what my argument is, I think you could, in thirty years, say, like, quiz a film school and say, was this movie filmed in the seventies or was this filmed in twenty twenty? And they wouldn't know. That's where your argument of timelessness yeah. comes in. You're saying Lighthouse? No, no, the NSMN specifically. I'm not talking about Lighthouse at all. Okay. You think that. 30 years from now, they'd be like, oh, this is a 2020 mo- 2023 movie. I'm saying if you quiz they them might and not said, yeah. is this the 70s or was this the they could 2000s? Say 70s. They would, f- yeah, they c- uh, you could get a split decision 50 50. So, but the Ennis Men is trying to date itself. It wants to saying. look it, like that. Yeah, like exactly. It wants X to wants to look like But it. X wasn't filmed on. No, but it wanted to look like that. But he did everything. But there's a difference between. Making it look like that and doing everything in that same yeah, but yeah, like both he took a nineteen seventies film and wanting to look like that period. He did a ni- early seventies Bolex sixteen millimeter camera. I'm saying like the lighthouse is timeless because it's just yeah, but you it's can't still place it though. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't place it. I mean, you can think early America, maybe, but like. I'm just saying, like, it just looks the way so it does. So if she didn't put a date on like a page, would you be able to tell what era this was? That's that's yeah. the question. Yeah. There that's you go. Boom. The question. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Which would make it timeless, right? Uh, I, mean, I would say if, it, if the movie didn't hard, go for that aesthetic, that's 
yeah, that's the yeah. whole idea. I mean, I wouldn't say that went for a 70s aesthetic. We were what do you a, mean it did? I we were on a solo island without like, when I think 70s aesthetic or 80s aesthetic, i.e. air, they wear clothes, they play music, they're doing things that make it definitely know that you're in the 80s. No. If this, per, if this never wrote on a page of the date... Would you know I, that it's in the 70s? I don't think Air tried to look like it was from the 80s. I think it just looks like a 2023 movie that loves the 80s. It's not trying to look like an 80s movie, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... But it's def- is trying... It's trying to look like a 70s. Yeah. like a... It's like a... It wa- it's like it's an impossible a, question. It's like it is trying to do I those would things, rather like, it, could you tell if it wasn't? I would rather yeah. it a movie... <clears throat> feel like it's from that era than be feel like it's based in that era. Yeah. Like I, I'm um, okay with that. Yeah. Like feel um, like it rather host, than feel like it's like, like Stranger ha- Things the is devil. trying to be House of the Devil feels like it's feels like it's in the eighties versus Hot Summer Nights, which is based in the eighties. Right. Stranger Things based in the eighties looks current. Because it's because of all the technology and stuff. Yeah. Yes, I would rather it. But this is you could say. Feel. Well, then you. I would say that this is kind of a combination of both. It's based and it feels like that because they've dated that in the book, and right. it feels like that also, because of the the yeah, grain and the base aspect ratio. Because like House of the Devil. Yeah. It it's feels kind of both. and based yeah. in. So you early want both. 80s, yeah. You want both, but I'd rather <laughs> it. I would rather it be this case than yeah. the alternative. Yeah. Of, sure. I, yeah, I don't think like we're Stranger like Things, disagree. which I love Stranger Things. I don't feel like we're disagreeing though. No, I don't. I don't think we're disagreeing. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just, I'm just expounding on my thoughts. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. But I like the fact that this was based in the '70s and felt like it came from the '70s. Okay. Yes. Versus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based in the seventies, but feels but like it looks current. like a twenty twenty three movie. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Stranger Things yeah. <laughs> or, or like, like Air. Air. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I the past it. movie. This movie lives and breathes the seventies vibe For and sure. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying the Lighthouse is a timeless movie because you can't tell when it is or sure. when it was. Like it, like you can't tell when it was filmed, and you can't tell when it was supposed and to be. Yeah, filmed. when is the setting? Yeah, like to be, when yeah, is the setting? Yeah, the argument and you can't tell. When it was the argument for me yeah. is if Ennisman took off the dates, would you know? No, it would it look like it, I would think it was from the seventies, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, but you could a, also tell there is a point where it's like lighthouse jumping the shark of technology. Early, That's always the problem. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, lighthouse. You could say you wouldn't. You have Early no 1900s. idea when it is. Well, you do because they don't pull out an iPhone. Same thing with this. You have no idea when it is. Well, they don't. She never pulls out yeah, herself, so, so it's you kind of know. But. If there was no dates, it would be <laughs> just as timeless yeah. as Lighthouse uh, yeah, would be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Because Lighthouse, you can tell it's early America, so you're thinking 20s or 10s. Honestly, I don't know. Late yeah. 1800s. <laughs> late 19th century, early 20th century. Yeah. You could yeah. guess yeah, a span. Yeah, there's a huge, there's a larger range of time, which is a good thing, for yeah. sure. This one, you're like, oh, they had radios, but radios <laughs> came, came on the 60s. Well, so. Yeah, that's true, too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't have too much else to say on on this man. I don't know about you guys. No. Mm-mm. Okay, let's uh, let's rate it out of five stars. What are you guys gonna say? Gonna give it a three. I might have a three and a half. Wow. I'm gonna go two point five. 
I am right down the middle on it. Which which definitely could change on a rewatch. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna rewatch it, but uh it's gonna take some gonna take some work. Justin what's his name? What's this guy's name? Mark Wilkins. Jenkins. Mark Jenkins. Justin. I said Wilkins. Uh crew mark jenkin mark jenkin your next film that you come out with i'll rewatch i want to watch right? his first one i heard it like critically it's much higher it's like a three seven all right let's get on to some nano reviews who wants to start i mean we have one we we have one oh yeah, we we inside. do have one yeah you two have one <laughs> you want to start with that one i don't have any sure so i mean i'm also excited because i think i'm you trying to squeeze uh, in this fucking premium chain but yeah, yeah. Hold on, wait. Let's go back. Josh, come on. Because we're doing the premium this weekend. Yeah, but come on. You don't have any nano reviews. What's going on? No. Why not? <laughs> I have a baby. Are you out of your mind? You don't have time. Manage your time better, okay? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> he was just saying up for that one. Yeah. I squeezed in two <laughs> movies today somehow. Just had to get that drop in there. Come on, come on. It's pretty good. It is good. Actually, before we talk Don't about me. Inside, I do want to hear what you thought about Mook and Train. Mook and Train? Because um, I haven't even looked if you rated So that's it your yet. only, Inside's your only one? Okay. Yeah. Okay, then I'll start. I'll start with Mook and Train. Back to when I was talking about Demon Slayer last week. I finished the first season, and I did like it quite a bit, um, but I, you know, I didn't love it. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't coming over it, but I did like it quite a bit, and then going to Mook and Train... Knowing the hype, not not even knowing the hype. I just think knowing that this encompasses like seven or more episodes. Yeah, and the fact that like it is, it's only two hours. I feel like is definitely detrimental to it. It cuts out, I would say, a minimum of like thirty to fifty minutes from the anime. Because every episode is like 21 minutes, minutes long, yeah. you know. That would be like six episodes. Yeah, yeah so there's there's things cut out from it. And I did not love the animation of like the... When the train kind of goes to flesh-ish. Like it's that very look. CG, yeah. yeah. Yeah, too CG for me. And especially if I'm going... If I'm talking about like an anime movie, that should be like mind-blowing... The rest Definitely of the not that. animation is though. For sure, but but yeah. the, I feel like the show is up to like the same yeah. par. So uh, do you? Because I thought pretty the, much, yeah. I thought the movie looked better in the animation, but yeah, if you're I mean, comparing like mixing the CG to the animation, I think the show actually does a better job. That's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. I feel like the show has done like a great job of being s- cinematic to a degree, like only to the degree that it needs to be. Whereas the movie is a movie and it doesn't hold up to like movie standards so like the train is is one example um then there's the whole this is going to be spoiler-esque so if you haven't seen Mugen train spoilers but it's old enough now yeah it's like three or four it years was old. the biggest japanese release <laughs> ever so it, everyone's seen it who wants to see it there's like there's a very short arc where it's like you're fighting the demon that is the train, whatever, and then it goes to like something completely different, and that is supposed to be very monumental and impactful. But it's like, 
we just found out about this character in the last two episodes of the regular anime, and then you move to the movie, and this is supposed to be impactful and important, and it just doesn't feel impactful and important to me. Rengoku? Yes. I did not care about that at all. I cried. Okay, you have more heart than I do, because I didn't know who this fucking guy is. It's like, this means nothing to me, so why do I care? And like... The build-up, like, his backstory is trickled throughout the movie, but I feel like if that was a longer arc or if there was more impact to that, I would have felt it more, I and feel I that. didn't. I do get that, though. Yeah, so yeah. that's where it's like, if this was an anime that had a couple more episodes or more build-up to that... Are you going to watch the arc? No, not through the anime. Yeah. I feel like I, I haven't yet either, yeah. It would be so I've only similar. Watched, I've only watched the movie... I've never watched the actual. I feel like moving arc. forward, I will never watch another movie though. I don't like, know. If I'm not do gonna watch. One, I'm not gonna watch Swordsmith Village. I'm not gonna watch any of that shit. I will just stick to the anime specifically. I don't think they'll ever do another movie though. Honestly, do you think so? Well, I don't know. They How haven't. did Swordsmith do like well? I mean, Swordsmith's not the next one though. Entertainment District is the next one. No, movie though, movie. They didn't have a movie for... Yeah, they did. Swordsmith was a movie. Swordsmith is going on right now. But that's... A, it's not I'm a movie. pretty sure it's a movie. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> it's still going. I'm going to have to fact check you there, but I'm pretty sure they have another movie. As far as I know, there isn't another movie yet. There's only one. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I could be totally... The train, you should know. Mugen so, Train know. had a movie... Also, it did have the episodes, which I have not watched. Yeah. And then there was the Entertainment District arc, and now it's the Swordsmith Village arc. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Well, moving forward, if they do like an adaptation of movies or whatever, and 1,000% Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Swordsmith Village is a movie. One hour and 50 minutes. I'm telling you. It's out? Yes. <laughs> it's I been out since, uh, well, 2023 this year, but it came out. Yes, 100%. And well, it doesn't have very high ratings, well, which, I feel like is a, which I feel like is an, a reflection of. Uh, it, and like Mugen Train got so like such high reviews, but I feel like it's a reflection of that where it's like I if you're going to do both, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do both, just watch the anime because you can get more character development and stuff. And kind of what I feel like this one was lacking where it's like why does this junior demon slayer have more knowledge and apt than this like god like character he doesn't though he well he gets like the guy he can get out of like the trance he knows what's going on but it's like why is (laughs) the um what's his name again (laughs) fuck Tanjiro Tanjiro why is Tanjiro the only one that can like crack the spell and get out I mean he because I mean, I think <laughs> for me, it's because he, because of his personality that has been built up forever, like to that point, like he, it will just do whatever it takes. And like, he's the only one who is like strong enough to kill himself in order I get to that. get it. And I like one of the that, best but- parts <laughs> of the movie is like when like, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God. When he gets Inosuke? stopped, yeah, Inosuke stops mm. him, and he's like, "No, no, no, no! You're in real life. You're in real life. Don't kill yourself." Like, yeah, 
Like I love to like just thinking about like the darkness of that. Yeah. I mean, like take this as if it wasn't also a series, if this was just the movie. Well, that's what I tried to. And it's like if you if you subtract the series from it, you're left with why is this guy like they they almost introduce him as like they're trying to include his backstory in it, which you already have because you watch the series. But then like if you just take it as a movie, then it's like, okay, why is this in here? And then uh, this whole character that I know nothing about, Rengoku, why do I care so much about his finale with this super high prolific demon? Well, mine was less <laughs> about like his interaction. It was more like afterwards, like the speech with like Tanjiro's like, you're the one who's afraid. Like you're afraid. We're always fighting. Well, I did like that. I liked weak. that. But yeah, it wasn't like it the fight of Rengoku <laughs> himself. It was less about Rengoku and more just like Tanjiro and like how he is like, like fuck you guys. <laughs> like, like and Rengoku is amazing just himself and the fact that like, you know, he just. He didn't, he was human and he didn't want to become a demon and like, it didn't matter what. And like, I feel like you'll understand why Rengoku was so important Yeah. later on. Later, because, yeah. which means outside yeah, of the movie. Yeah, outside of the movie. <laughs> exactly. But I'm saying like Tanjiro just, I feel like him, Zenitsu and Inosuke, like they're amazing and Rengoku sure. is... I, I love that, you know, dynamic and them as a trio. I like all that stuff. There's a lot to like about it. I'm like, I will, am very, overall, very positive as on the movie. As far as like anime movies go, yes. this was like the best one I've ever seen. Yes. But but this Not is also Yu-Gi-Oh? a movie that's, this is also a movie it's that's translating. It's the number one Japanese. But it's also translating ever, directly yeah. from the manga. It's translating directly from the anime. Most of the time, anime movies are side stories or that don't matter. arcs that yeah it's filler and that they turn into a literally movie literally the second season yes <laughs> exactly that's i feel like that's the only reason it has done so well like in terms of a movie i'm trying to rate it like objectively as a movie as possible where it was difficult for me yeah which i can give a five right yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i feel like it's not a great movie and I rather would have watched it as a longer form anime season or arc or whatever you want to call it. I rather would have watched it as that. I just feel like as a movie, it left me wanting more and wanting like wondering would I have gotten more Rengoku backstory? Would that have impact? Would that, you know, finale have impacted me more? It's like the whole Mugen Train thing was like only an hour of it. And then we go into okay, that demon was, you know, not really that high-powered, defeated it just as every other demon has for Tenjiro. We have to learn the weakness. We have to do this and this and this. And then, okay, boom, that's out of the way. Move on to the next thing. So, well, mine was more like, it was like the big thing of them, like, defeating the train demon. And then now, like, fuck. Now they have this other demon. Like, they have no chance now. And it's just like, yeah, I got that, but that's also like an anime trope as well. It's like we got we conquered this, and that's now it's like okay, there's a bigger bad behind it. And but they usually succeed, which obviously swear they did not. Uh, they lost. Yes, they yeah. lost one of, if not 
I mean, as you yeah. go forward, which the also strongest makes it... Hashira there was. <laughs> like, how do you know that? Come on, you don't I'm know anything about him. When you watch, I just finished this. I know, but as you watch later on, you know like, nothing about the. You start the, getting more that like, oh, Rengoku might have been like one of, if not like the strongest one. Really? From the movie, I kind of felt like he was like one of the weaker ones. Well, honestly. I, when you got to the end, though, when they're like, Rengoku died, like they were surprised yeah. when like the crow was yeah. flying and like they're telling like yeah. his story gets spread. They're like, what? Like he died? I feel and like any of them. Yeah. Any of them dying would have been like impactful, but it would be. Yeah. But I'm just as like you know, hindsight. Yeah. yeah hindsight. Okay. It turns more and more that like oh shit like that was a big deal well i don't know any of that yet and well the first the movie the first not uh, as strong for me the first episode of the fourth season is an awesome an hour long basically oh that was the third probably game? the movie it's not a movie the first episode is like an hour long of season three you mean you no, said four not three? yeah the the entertainment district is a regular season, no long episodes. Yeah, Swordsmith Village. The first episode is like almost an hour long. Oh, okay. So that could be what they consider the movie. Well, I don't know. It said it said over an hour. What did it say? Then what da, the da, fuck da, is da. that? I didn't watch that at all. Demon Slayer to the Swordsmith Village is an hour and fifty minutes. What long. is this? I did not see that. Okay. I don't know. I never hey. even heard of it. Well, maybe Fucking I'll watch it up. and find out. Yeah. I mean, you've probably already seen all the information in it. So, um, yeah. I mean, the a season is currently going. Does it like, where does it end versus the season? I don't know. It's the same director as 44 episodes of Demon Slayer. Hmm. So, I don't fucking know, bro. And the same director as the movie Moving Train. Interesting. That is. Anyway. Anyway. I. Uh, overall, I liked it. I will not watch the episodes that it covers because I feel like it did that well enough. And yeah, even though it, it probably was done better in the anime, I got the story. So no need to watch it for the very minimal effect that it's going to have. I ended up giving it a three. I could be higher in hindsight if I continue to watch it and go back and revisit it. You know, might be a bigger fan, whatever. That and and even then, that would be like my own bias coming into play. I think as a movie, it's like a three and a half max. Jacob was just a four and a half. I disagree, but <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I will say like the most recent time I watched it. I, I want you to imagine watching this though as somebody that's never seen yeah. Demon Slayer or anything, and you that's, just have to go in and watch the movie. What the I, fuck would you think of it? I think it's great. Right. Uh, is there anybody random person watching it? I'll fucking watch it. Watch there it. Yeah, never watch even it. Seen I have it on, a second. I have it on. <laughs> I have it on my voodoo. I want to like. I want you to just watch it. Just enjoy it for what it is, and let me know what you think. Yeah, Josh is listening to all this like Ren Goku, Tanjiro, the fuck are all like, these people? I'm listening. Here, I still. Like, you guys are yelling out me, fucking. For diseases. me, I think it is still good enough that it's gonna be like up there, but. If we're talking about like animated, like anime movies, I can't think of one for I me. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. Much better. A, like, okay, 
animation and like effects can only go so far for like that yeah, look makes at Super up Mario Brothers. How much? Yeah, how much does that make up of a film's total quality? But I'm just saying, <laughs> I love <laughs> the characters. I loved what I learned of Goku. And like it really emotionally impacted me. I couldn't me. tell you. The I last. was like tearing up, and I didn't also know that character until that movie. And like, yeah, years. yeah, because you only, like I said, you only know, you only know, you only know of from him. That movie. You don't learn anything about his backstory. And you only know of his existence in the last two episodes yeah. of the anime. And so for me, like it's and like for the fact that it made me like tear up a bit, didn't cry or anything, but tear up a bit, like. That's pretty impactful. Here's a preface. I haven't watched a second of anime in 10 years. You'll, I, I still think <laughs> you'll be at least where Kyle is. Game over, man. But that just, I don't know. I feel like Kyle, I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just saying, like, if Kyle's the same place where I am, then it's like, Kyle's more knowledgeable on anime, so it's like no, I'm not the same place. I'm I've I'm a full season of Demon Slayer in, and I'm knowledgeable. No, of these no, characters. I'm saying he said he's saying that you I will at least be to you, which is is that I'm just saying is that speaking more that's to the a anime? High, of saying, I think that's a I think that's a high bar to set for yourself. Is saying that I like think somebody it, that doesn't watch anime and someone that does, if we're the same score, I feel like that's no, like... Well, I think What are they targeting? I think differently. I think... Are they targeting I, me or are they targeting... No, him? I think if you've seen tons of anime, you kind of know I what's seen involved. Tons, tons of anime. Exactly. So I think that's why this will stand out more because... So this is the Marvel of anime is what you're saying? No, I think this is better in Marvel, but... But this is appealing to the masses, so you're no. saying it'll appeal to me and maybe not to Kyle. No, I'm saying this will appeal to everyone. Kyle liked it still, so I'm just saying... I don't think it's appealing to everybody because, like I said, if you have never seen Demon Slayer, I think it's going to be kind of confusing. Like, they do a good job of, like, filling in the blanks for people that haven't seen it, but it's not enough for you to, like, give it's it a, a four or a yeah. four and a half or anything. I think it's very bare like they give you the bare bones that you need for each character maybe i think that you're biased you've seen everything i know i'm just saying like the it's anim- hard to rate when you've the seen it animation itself i'm just seeing a lot of like animation okay that is one aspect of and the entire still movie still great okay one aspect and i think the characters are very great like good which Even- also connects to your bias that's too that's too bias centric maybe Knowing Rin the characters Goku isn't a character I know. Okay, and one I, character out of five that you have I to get to it, know. But I mean, even like the the parts that like the kids who like had problems, right? And like, what dude, if you didn't know who Zenitsu was, like I don't. his character, like that he's like you know cowardly or whatever, like you'd be like, why is this guy? What the fuck is his problem? Maybe I would be so confused. Maybe. <laughs> Mate, what do you mean? <laughs> All right, what? Well, Josh, we really need you to watch this movie yeah. to be the decisive factor. How long is it? It's two hours. I mean, it's an hour I'm 50. Out. It's an hour 50. I'm out. <laughs> not this week. Well, not this week, but eventually get around to it. Uh, yeah. Are you out of your mind? Here, I'll, you put don't on, have time? I'll put on the watch list. Manage your time better, okay? There you go. Manage your time better. All right, let's get let's get on to the only other thing I have to talk about, and Jacob has as well. Inside, 
huge movie from this year, which was also released in 2023. Inside is the uh, Vasilis Kasupis directorial, uh, well, not his debut, but like it's like one of his Basically. first movies. Basically his <laughs> debut. Starring Willem Dafoe. It's about a uh, art th- art thief who gets trapped inside uh, his his victim's apartment, and it uh, turns into a survivalist story from there. All right, what did you think of Inside? I actually like this movie quite a bit, and I actually went into thinking I wouldn't like it. <laughs> really, I don't. I don't know why, but just it, just the synopsis itself, I guess, it seemed very basic. See, I was hyped for this movie going really? in, and I mean, then the and then I saw I saw the reactions, and I drew back. I was like, "Oh, maybe I won't like this as much." The only so, thing that hyped me up is I'm like Willem Dafoe. Willem oh, Dafoe, yeah, yeah, I love him, but just like. The description itself, I'm like, this has been kind of done. Like, it's not that interesting of a concept. Mm-hmm. But then watching it, I mean, then you realize just what Willem Dafoe can do. He's amazing. Um, For most of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I don't think like any of the, any really fault is of him. I think. That's true. Just, yeah. <laughs> I think he did amazing, like with what he was given. Like, if this was like most people, this movie would be shit. But because it's him, it can get more out of it. Mm-hmm. He does so much being the only character, basically, in this movie. There's other people kind of like walking around and stuff, but basically, he's the only character of this movie. And I don't think a lot interesting happens in it, but it's more of just watching it unfold and how it looks and how it's acted, how it's that is what brings it up for me a lot. I don't feel completely satisfied with the end, but I'm pretty happy with it. But I can see why people hate the ending. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Anything anything that's left up to interpretation, yeah, people it's like green, hate. It's like Green Knight, right? Yeah. Like people <laughs> hate that ending, but like I love that ending. And yeah. I like I'm perfectly okay with this ending. I would not see like much of a better ending for me, which is why I liked it as much as I did. It it's uh, for people who's watching it with half a brain, you can like tell what happened so i don't feel like it's that ambiguous of an ending yeah for sure but yeah i mean it was entertaining i felt like it went too much of going back to the same points that it did like i'm like i get it at this point like even though it's a pretty short movie it did drag a little bit yeah i felt same yeah and that's basically my major problem with it. It felt a little boring at parts when I'm like, okay, I get it. And I was hoping to get a little bit more, even though I was like, I was perfectly content with the ending. I was perfectly content with the story, but I felt like there was a little more I wanted to draw from it. And I feel like 
I don't want to go back to it because I don't feel like there's a lot more I could draw from it. But at the same time, I feel like maybe I didn't draw everything. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like where I'm at with it is where I'll be at with it. Yeah, I know that we are exactly in the same place because <laughs> yeah, I saw your rating. But uh, no, it's funny when it comes down to it, I feel like we are exactly in the same place because there are things that I feel like I didn't get on the first time around, but I also feel like it's going to be a tough rewatch because I know a lot of things. Um, and and those those things naturally just bring you out of the movie, especially in this kind of survivalist thriller genre. And uh yeah, it definitely does Cold. drag a bit for um for the type of movie that it is and there are aspects that are just like, you know, unrealistic and seem un- improbable and things like that. But um in terms of like the weirdness and stuff, I feel like it could have pushed it a little bit more. I feel like that's where it wanted to go. I agree. And when it once it got to like the secret doorway with like yes, I love the that. dead body. I'm like, yeah. I love this. And it did <laughs> nothing with that. Yeah. But then there's things that like I feel like I just didn't get. Um the yep. painting where it's like that person is very obviously himself. Like yep. he sees himself in that painting and it's like, that's real. What though? Yeah, it's like, so <laughs> was this planned or you know, you you're drawing all these but things? But you in your can't mind. get enough from the backstory of it to yeah. like <laughs> reach further. Yeah, and then the end is like, yeah, it's very obvious. Um spoilers, like very obviously like a, a ended like the whale, like he's dead he's and like dead. his ascension he to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And then you question like, okay, when did he die? Like, is this purgatory or you look at the bird and him and yes. like this place like a cage, a cage bird. Yeah. <laughs> the bird died. Like how long could he actually have survived? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. That's just like, yeah, it's cool. The symbolism is cool. I love the look of it. But, you know, could you tie all this together cohesively? Probably not. And yeah, I feel like we're in the same place. Like love how it looked. Uh, Willem Dafoe's performance outside of anything where he has to interact with anybody. I loved his first 15 minutes, him on the radio with number Bad. three. I was like, I'm, I hate I'm this I'm like, what movie. the heck has happened? What is going on? Yeah. yeah. It's like, why is this so But luckily bad? that was so short. <laughs> yeah. After that, I was fine. But dude, those first 15 minutes, I was out. I'm like, this is, no wonder it's getting the ratings. <laughs> yeah, <It's> getting- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But anything after that was was fine. His performance got better. But um, yeah. And then um, just like the security cam footage was a big question for me. It's like why if this if this is a public building or an apartment, quote unquote, why does he have access to all the security cameras? Well, the only thought <laughs> I came up with is like the person who died knew him and like specifically knew he was going to like break into this apartment and try to steal. <laughs> but but, still, but, the but I mean, he had like dreams is, about this. All like the footage is access to like the public space. <laughs> like the stairwell, the stairwells. Do we know that though? Well, my, my, okay. So my explanation I took was it almost as like <laughs> what, uh, Bo is afraid where like they're switching to the channels. They're like, Oh, Wait, what? They're watching me? But it didn't get it didn't dip into that territory. No, it enough. didn't. Yeah. So like my explanation was like I thought that the art person was like, Oh, he's so rich 
that he owns like the whole building or something okay. and that like he would have access to that. But then I don't know. It didn't seem like enough of a logical leap to make sense to me. So I almost felt like he and Willem Dafoe knew each other and like See, he no, kind of was too, doing this the, against him. Yes. After the exhibit yes. segment, I yeah. thought that as well. Yeah. But it's still, well, okay. It doesn't explain that, but I did think that and I thought I connected that and I was like, Oh, that's why like he's in this painting and, all of these things are happening. I did like that, but that would require a rewatch to connect more of yeah, those dots. Yeah, I don't know. And, and plus I don't you even don't know, know if that's just like there. a hallucination exactly. of him. I, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. So that's where, like, there's a lot of cool things in this. And, like, the mural that he draws, I thought was awesome. Awesome. Like, so cool. So cool. The, the, like the lug nuts like that he like he, he that is his pillow yeah and it's like his became means, a cult yes yeah. it's his means of escape and like he's yeah. like worshiping this almost and and uh, the like bird all of that stuff i loved but yeah. it just it's not enough to make a cohesive like thought or no argument for myself i'm also a big dumb dumb i don't know shit so anybody out there that's smarter than me that can really connect to this movie I'm super glad for you. I guess a lot of the artwork in it were real pieces of art. And yeah. So I've, I'm wondering if you have to like that's definitely, understand the art that was also portrayed in this yeah. movie to like get more out of it. I mean, there's there's stuff like that in Lighthouse, which we've already talked about today, yeah. which which I do appreciate know that because I like Greek mythology. And yeah. Stuff, but, but there's things that like people don't know. And then like, you know, you could you, you go back and see those paintings and the, the meaning behind those paintings and it connects more uh, to the movie with you and yeah I'm I'm all for that I love that I love movies that require a deeper dive into them I think that this does require a deeper dive but it's not I gonna don't know reach if I'm gonna yeah or it's not gonna be like it, yeah. completely cohesive and like fully connect all the dots and I always feel like there's gonna be something left to desire with this movie so I feel like I rated it at close to the ceiling of it of what it could be but i definitely did yeah I, for I, myself any any time that a movie like i know that um it it requires more explanation but it always leaves me thinking about it and like feeling about it days after i'm like okay i didn't understand this movie or love it but it when it leaves an impact on you i feel like it kind of deserves yeah. a, a slight bump for those things and that's that's definitely this movie like i was i've always been thinking about it and thinking about it since i left it even though i didn't get it so i i ended up giving it a three and a half i feel like that's high from where i'm at on a first time viewing but thinking about it and learning more about it could go up so yeah I was exactly the same, mm-hmm. which I felt a little gross about. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm it's like, totally that <laughs> perfectly feels with where I'm at on it. Yeah. I I do think there is a lot there. And maybe if I understood it more, I would get more out of it. But honestly, I don't know if this is one I'll rewatch ever, if anytime soon. Well, I should say that outside of all of like the philosophical things, just like the... I really like the physical manifestation of like his survival techniques and stuff like yeah, all like the it was super interesting. Yeah, the, you know the even water the, of the like the, water, the watering system. Yeah, but Eating like honestly, was for like gross. half of the movie. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I expect him to eat them sooner. 
Yeah, I did this too. <laughs> like I, I was like talking that. with my girlfriend. I was like, I Dog thought he would have ate the fish. Yeah. And then literally the next scene was him eating the fish. I'm like, oh, there but it goes. But it's also tropical tank fish. Like they don't taste good. No. So. But yeah, there was just, I mean, it felt almost to me like he was literally, he knew this guy and this guy was fucking with him and like wanted him to suffer and I don't know if at all that was the purpose of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought that from the painting and also from the fact that, like, if this is his home. What the he, fuck? How long has he survived? Why would he not go back home? Like, or have any kind of connection? Like, I mean, all of the alarms okay. and everything just lead me to think also that it was intentional. Intentional. And yeah. also, if I'm very, like like super anal about this. Why does he not have a cell phone on him? Yeah. Like, I've heard I'm, I'm just saying like, argument. like I, uh, that's an obvious argument. Like literally you don't, you don't have a cell phone on you. Okay. Well, but even if you don't have a cell phone on you, <laughs> like I would assume the security guards are also using radios. Yeah. And you don't think there's like switch to different channels and try to find the channel they're on and be like, Hey, Help me out. I mean, that's why, like, that's why, so some people have, like, their big complaint has been he just logical flaws. Enough. Well, yeah. like, the sound, the water, they're like, water isn't, you can't do that with an apartment. It would leak to other apartments and people would call the alarm or whatever. Uh, no, that's, I like think that's all, a bad argument. All but. of the security systems, everybody's had something to say about, like, the logic of this movie where it's like, well... It, again, if you go back to when did he die? Is this purgatory? Maybe it's not supposed to be so black and white. Yeah. Just like think for one fucking yeah, second. Yeah, like you know? I I didn't take it as like I tried not to let me hit that like hit so hard on me. But I'm like also think for one fucking like, second. Yeah, like I do also can see where they're coming from. Like yeah, no, I had those questions <laughs> and stuff too. Watching it's like, it for sure. Uh, there's seems like easier pl- ways to do this. No, some I, of the I arguments I don't get. They're like, oh, why didn't he screw those off like faster? I'm like, well, he was trying as fast as he can. I'm like, that's a bad argument. Well, but actually, I did have that question. It's like, did you? When, well, when you he fastened the the bolt, whatever the size that he needed with the wood, and it's like, take them all off at once. Do it. It took. It seemed like it took him like a week to do really? all of them. Because I like, thought, do them all I once. thought like, because immediately when he fashioned <laughs> that, I'm like, the wood's gonna split. It can't handle well, that. Well, it showed that, it and then it split that. immediately. I'm yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So like, he just kept having to like split wood over and over until he got them all out. I'm like, that. See, yeah, that would okay, take. That a was long a bad. Time. See, that's bad direction then, because I thought that like he did it once, it failed. He tried it again. And he used the same. No. he used the same thing over uh, and over. Again. It showed all the pieces of wood with the cutouts on it on the floor. Oh, okay. You missed that. I definitely missed. It that. showed tons of wood on the floor where he like, well, with, like cutouts. I will in say, it. like, <laughs> I was trying to focus, but <laughs> it had about 85 percent. I'm just saying that because uh, my girlfriend had the same thing. I was okay, like, no, it showed tons go. of wood on the floor of him trying tons of different woods and it kept breaking and so he kept having to change the wood each time eventually he got injured 
So then it took him even longer to do it. So like that was like the least egregious for me. For me, okay. I would kept I didn't, I didn't say those probably the bulletproof glass or whatever it was. Like if you keep trying in one point for a long time, yeah. you're gonna break it. And if you have the means to fire, also somebody said like if you have the means to fire and you heat up glass, everything weakens over. Yeah, point. like heat up the glass. Get <laughs> but my that, question he was, had a, like an also, ice pick, hit it against it. My question it is, he's also at the top. It's like, but even if you get through the glass, what are you gonna do? You're at the top of a skyscraper. Climb. Kyle, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking. Everybody's a climber. Oh, oh, and I had one other one that's like a stupid thing, but like mm-hmm. he had the reflection technology. That's how he started a fire. Why didn't he try to reflect in like other other apartments and shit? They do that on islands all know. the time, right? Like they create a reflective <laughs> thing to to try and reflect light into ships and stuff. Why didn't he reflect into other buildings to like keep reflecting to be annoying or keep reflecting to create like Morse code? Because SOS is easy. Everyone knows SOS, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's SOS. Three shorts, too long, three short. Why? I don't know. You go like flash, 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 flash. You just keep doing that into a bunch of different windows. Eventually, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this piece of shit keep blinding me for? He was clearly there. It just for, gives them a seizure. They have epilepsy. He was clearly <laughs> there for months, right? Because his shit that lined up and also like the New Year's fireworks, right? Yeah. If that was real, you know, we don't know. Well, the poop is definitely real. The, I mean, I did love the shot of shit. It was a good that was shit great. shot. It's great. That apartment would have stunk very bad. Can you imagine? I cannot. It would have been very bad, though. Okay. All right. So we, what did we say? Three and a half each? Three and a half. Three and a half. All right. Could go up. Definitely could go up. All right. uh, That is it for myself. Besides some premium watches I've been getting in Mm -hmm. for our next premium, which if you have forgotten, it is Adrian Line. And it's Flashdance. Nine and a half, Nine weeks, half weeks, Fatal Attraction, and Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. It's going to be huge. Recording this Sunday. And that means that uh, Kubrick Part 2 will be out very soon. So if you guys are ready for that, fucking, you better get ready. Josh isn't on it. He's yeah, fuck that fuck shit. That's a great one. Lame. Fuck Kubrick. I would say the Kubrick ones are some of our best ones, honestly. Oh, yeah. Especially Part 2. Definitely the best one. Especially Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a shit about it. Uh, all right. So nothing <laughs> else for you guys. Let's uh, talk next week. Next week, we don't have a lot, but um, the big release is Fast X. You guys hyped for this? Not at <laughs> I haven't all. seen Fast. I've seen probably three Fast movies. I've seen Huge. quite a few, <laughs> but like, I mean, they're <laughs> other than Tokyo Drift. <laughs> you, you love Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. I think they're all pretty bad. All right. Well, I would agree, but uh, unfortunately, that's about the only thing that is. I mean, I'll available. watch. I watched the last one, right? We all watched the last one, right? No, we didn't. We, we um, didn't. <laughs> you didn't watch the space one. Did you watch the space? Yeah, I've, one. I've seen Face Fast Nine. Say, I've seen F Nine. I'm not the only F9. one who talked about it, right? I have seen F Nine. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> it's okay. Bad. I have not seen Control. I'll delete. Um. Well, my thought was that we could do that possibly 
if uh, if everybody's going to be available, there is uh, BlackBerry, which is in theaters. So I don't know if that's available here, but I would be interested in seeing that. Uh, White Men Can't Jump is on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hypnotic is also available, which is a Robert Rodriguez film, but I have heard it is not good at all. Well, you can hear that about all of his fucking piece of shit movies. Or there is Fast X. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm totally fine with anything, but uh, I would say Fast X is obviously the headliner. So, any input from you guys? I can get that in. <laughs> Let's uh, tentatively plan for Fast X. And um, we might even have a guest on that. Who knows? If uh, you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project. I'm on both of those as jsal517. That's J-S-A-L-517. And I am on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Jacob, look at the goddamn look at fucking... Look at it fucking What, Anis Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> the beer. God idiot. damn it. Jacob's getting fucked up already. <laughs> We're not even in the we goddamn dinner yet. Second review.